Yeah, yeah, we're live. Oh, we're in the Facebook world right now. Hola, do you, senors? Hello, senor. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful Saturday! Is it cold up there? It's no, used to weather I mean, up in the, in the northern region of the states. Raining. It's been raining the last like couple days here. Yeah, I mean it was. Uh... It was actually like mid sixties and even got to low seventies uh, up here today. But it was like it like rained in the morning, then it was sunny, and then it rained again. And uh, last night though, it was like I'm sitting in, in my up here in my third floor apartment, and I don't know if that's the reason why, but the wind was blowing so damn hard, it sounded like it was a freaking blizzard outside. It was weird. It's because you're on the third floor and no one's above you except for a roof. Yeah, and that's right. Nobody's above me. <laughs> oh, oh, I, see, I see where you went there with that. Oh, uh, oh that's funny. Yeah. It's been Pat's got jokes. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be 70 tomorrow down here. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know what it's I gonna mean, be. It, it's finally starting to get season appropriate here, I guess. I mean, it's you know getting a downward sewing getting into like the upper fifties and stuff, which I think is still technically a little warm for early November, late October, but you know, we'll see how the, uh, the next few months go. We uh, begin the slow descent into the winter of our discontent, as it were. Is it really a, you know, proper seasonal weather at a certain proper time of year anymore? I mean, no, because, you know, global warming, but, you know. But I want to deal with snow like you guys do, so. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I've, I've heard, you know, see, like, I, I always love that you, you, see, you see, like, those places that publish, like, the long-range weather forecasts and everything, and I've seen a couple things that have said, um, our winter should be warmer than normal, but we still could get significant snowfall, so it's like, yay? <laughs> and I think they also well, said we could get, like, we could get, like, early snowfall, so I think they were meaning, like, you know, like, December snow, so... Uh, maybe it'll snow and then it'll be 62 days later and uh, <laughs> it'll melt away. Well, yeah, it'll be like that one Lewis Black joke where he says, like, I was I was in Boston for five days, four days, and I experienced five seasons. It was 30, it was 60, it was 90, then it was 12. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was a uh... big. It was right. uh, it wasn't chilly today. It was like it was cold in the morning and then it got warm because the sun came out, but it rained like like there was a torrential downpour this morning. Yep. And then and it was cold as hell. And then the train rain stopped, the sun came out, and then it was like sixty something. <laughs> it's like, um it's, okay. Is it is a trick or treat for you tomorrow or is it already done, Jeremy? No, it's tomorrow. It's, it's always tomorrow. on. I, yeah. I think it was I think uh I believe there were some municipalities too that um, around this area which had it scheduled for last night, but because the weather yesterday ended up being so god awful at night because it was raining pretty heavily and the wind and shit that they postponed it until tomorrow. See, now I don't know what it is here where I live now, and I also don't know if they do like trick or treating in the buildings and stuff. So, I mean, I have no idea how many children even or or a trunk or treat. That seems to be a popular thing this year. Trunk or treat. Yes. Yeah. My, my my sister's done that before in Jersey. They're doing regular trick or treat this year, though. They have theirs tomorrow. But yeah, a um, lot of the elementaries will do that. There's a lot of like, especially in like the areas that are not that are definitely more rural. 
they'll do trunk or treats at the like a local elementary school or something like that. So kids can actually like do some form of trunk trick or treating because they're so fr- spread freaking apart that your closest well, neighbor might be, you know, you know, I, I don't know, like two, like 200 yards away, you know, and the next ones, you know, they don't really have like tight communities, which is not a bad thing, you know, but it doesn't make great trick or treating. Yeah. I mean, sure. the road, the road where I now used to live and my parents now used to live, um, you know, they're, they're out of the house now. Uh, you know, it's kind of rural. It's fairly spread out and there just haven't been any kids that lived on that road for like years now. I don't remember the last time we actually had a trick or treater come to the freaking house. So it might've been close to 10 years at this point. So, yeah, I've, I was always lucky and my kids have always been lucky. We always lived in communities where there was like lots of houses, either row homes or, uh, there was the local like freaking, uh, townhouses there for, you know, the, that people rented and stuff like that. There was always a lot of houses to go to that were like really close together. So we always lucked out and like, and even yeah, where I live now, the kids like they're, we're not right on top of each other, but there's like twin then a yard then next twins and yard next twin you know there's a, just a lot of houses and a lot of area for them to get lots of candy yeah where i used to live in new jersey in hackettstown it was it was like that where you know there were sidewalks there aren't always sidewalks in some communities in pennsylvania uh, but there were sidewalks houses were you know close enough together and it was like a, like a town you know so uh, it was it was relatively easy to trick or treat. And then it's like we moved out here, and it's like, well, we live in a spread out area now. There's no sidewalks, uh, you know. So and like you know, we, oh, and then and then they uh, after the first couple of years we lived here, they kind of moved trick or treating from being like at night to being like the Saturday or Sunday in the afternoon. So it was like safer and stuff, which I got, but yeah. it was like kind of ruined the the atmosphere in a lot of ways. So, yeah. yeah. So here, so I got a question for you guys. Okay. Since we're on the topic of Halloween and if any, whoever's watching us live right now on Facebook, the same question applies to you. What is like, was your costumes homemade or did your parents buy costumes? My costumes, because we were poor, were always homemade. Because <laughs> we were poor. We were. I will say that we were poor. <laughs> I think mine were more homemade than any. I, I would say more homemade or a combination of both, maybe. So I think that, I think I had a mix. It would depend upon what I. It would depend upon what I wanted to go as that particular year. But the thing of it is, too, is that it's been so long now. I just can't remember any particular costumes or you know that I ever went as or whatever. But I, I'm pretty sure I had like a, a you know, it would do. It would depend. So it could be either or. I didn't hear anything out of you. This is Mr. Joe. Um, majority of mine were made. I had a couple that were like store bought, but uh, there were major- majority of them were made. I think only had like three that were store bought. And after a certain point, me and my friend just made up our own shit, really. Nice. And we were just, just dressing up as random ghosts and vampires and weird shit and just going out with our bags for trick or treat. We didn't care at the point. <laughs> nice. We we weren't into the whole like, what's the trendy costume for this year? We <laughs> really didn't care at that point. We were just doing our own thing. We we're just having fun. Yeah. Did you, honestly? Did you, did you ever do something like what I saw on Family Guy a couple of weeks ago, where the one kid's just like he's just wearing like a sign on his shirt that says, "This is my costume." <laughs> nice. My one friend did that the one time. Yeah, 
Yeah. So my I got friend, a... uh, my friend Jason did that once. So he dressed got... all in black. <laughs> nice. So and white uh... gloves. So just to let you guys know, we got Shane watching, joining us, and uh, he said he uh, also has had both, depending on like the character that he was uh, was that year. Uh, but uh, he he wanted to know Joe. They didn't sell J- uh, Jim. Uh, Here we Jim go. Man costumes. Jim yeah, Man costumes. I know who this is. He's a smartass. <laughs> hey Shane, how tall were you when you were this age? Were you like six four at this time? So they probably <laughs> didn't make anything in your size either. <laughs> Or you were like five foot two when you were this age. What was it? <laughs> Ouch. See, so a, he a big dude. Shane's she, she, tall. He's like <laughs> six, five-ish, or I think of something like that. He's like six, five. He's a tall guy. He's you a know, very sarcastic that, SOB too, but he's my friend, but that's all right. The, 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 funny, the funny thing about that though too is that, you know, a Jim McMahon costume would be easy to do as a homemade costume. All you would really need is the jersey. You know, but you just get you just find like the you just find like the right shades and like uh you know like the right piece of gum to, to chew on for three hours and you know. So Shane says that he's is. six seven. He's not six seven now. He's such full of shit. You don't get taller when you get older, Shane. You fucking shrink when you get older. But I gotta tell you, like I remember like I say we were poor and I I, I shouldn't really say we were poor. We were, you know, the middle class family when there was a legitimate middle class. And uh, so my parents just, they were just, my parents were just like, we're going to make your costumes. Like maybe we got the Dracula, like uh little cape, but everything else was like face paint and the, you know, the fake teeth and, you know, shit <laughs> Way like younger that. than me. Oh, Shane started this shit already. Way Uh-oh. younger than you. He's not that much younger. Don't let him fool you. But uh, I remember I one year, I went one year, I went as a dead uh, football player. So I got my practice jersey out from football and just painted myself as a dead person. <laughs> we got creative. I think that's the one, I you know what I think that's the one thing that mit, that a lot of kids miss nowadays because every kid like it's like you're not the cool parent, you're not a good like I don't want to say you're not a good parent but kids view your parenting of availability now is how much money can you spend on my costume? Like Mike, like we went costume shopping and this is crazy for me because I'm not a big, like, I like to spend money, but I want to spend money like on things that are more worth it, so to say, and spending money on costumes that doesn't always, I don't see the point in it because like they wear them one time, especially my age kids, they wear them one time and then they're like grow out of them and there's nobody to donate them to. So they just kind of. Maybe they get used yeah. to play like dress up stuff, but usually not like because they don't remember to wear them ever again. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Like Lucas is going as a gladiator. Abby's going as Little Red Riding Hood. And those costumes are like 30 and 40 dollars a piece. It's like crazy. So, yeah, just uh, we we unfortunately, well, I can't say all of it. Several of Nico's costumes we bought. Some of them we kind of made um, in regards to that. But uh, he's actually grown out of it. Since we moved down here, he we got him a Harry Potter costume. Mm-hmm. And down here, they have a lot of greenway, walkways, bikeways, and whatnot. So the park behind our apartment complex mm-hmm. has one. So like through the park, they did it through the greenway all the way around. 
and it was kind of like a, a path thing and there was all these people set up he did that when when um we moved down here but after that like he really he has no interest in trick-or-treat or anything like that not what shame posting because i heard the beeps in my ear <laughs> he said yeah you're a wizard ari <laughs> i was five two at nine let's move on right. yeah, <laughs> <not serious. laughs> this guy i like this guy shane he's got a he's got a you got to comment more often and come come join us more often there shane he, I, he, we're enjoying he, your commentary he's sarcastic smart ass <laughs> That sounds like our kind of guy. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> All right. So we have quite a few things to talk about today. Oh, uh, man. Mount Rushmore. You got to stay tuned. You know, if you're if you're joining us uh, and you're gonna and you want to catch what the Mount Rushmore is going to be, you got to stay to the end because that's always the last thing before we call it a day, night. But we do have some a day night. A day I'm night, you know. Bed. Maybe we're doing a day day night thing. I don't know. But oh, we're calling it a night. Okay, bye guys. Hey, I mean, we got we got people over in uh, other countries that follow us. So hey, I mean, <laughs> could be a day is, right there <laughs> instead of the night. You know, um, definitely. But we be. have we're talking about our all time like starting five and six man award for our favorite basketball team. So you know we'll be talking about that today. We got other sports topics. We got some wrestling that we're going to talk about, uh, which I did. I've I was trying to keep up with wrestling now, and I just did not have a chance this week to watch any wrestling. So um, because I'm lucky enough to have Hulu, so Hulu does run the short programs. But I just I ran out of time every day, like to be able to watch any wrestling and keep up with that, because I want to try and keep up with it. But you know, Hulu, easier said Hulu's than done sometimes. Life. Hulu's nice for the short versions. Believe yes. me, it's definitely nice to have that for the short version. Yeah. So I have to watch the long, drawn out shit. It's still impossible to watch Raw, though. Mm. Raw's still unwatchable, huh? That's unfortunate. Uh, ten, uh, yeah, I guess so. I'm trying with Raw right now. We'll see. I mean, there was we'll see. parts of there was parts of the show this week that were okay, but most of it wasn't. Mm. All right, so football. Let's just talk some football real quick. Um, nothing interesting happened. What? Our teams all suck. <laughs> yes, you're watching. You're watching a show where every single one of us has a team that blows. Um, <laughs> they are terrible. Just, uh, uh, it's just, uh, you know, if we could say it anyway, we could say it like you this. Lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> That, that sums uh, up our teams. <laughs> and, and can you guys funny. hear? I want. I gotta ask because I was messing with all these sound bites. Can you guys hear these better now? Yeah, yeah I can hear them better today. All right, yeah, good. good. So. Yeah, I mess with the sound a lot on these to get them like to peak performance. Oh, Shane's a Broncos fan. He's right there with you, AJ. Yeah, they just they're talking about trading Von Miller. That's I woke up that today. They said Von Miller might be on the trade block. I'm like, fantastic. That's uh, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Like when it, unless he's continuously injured all the time now. Like if well, he's injured, better, I think it's a con. I think he he can be the free agent. I think I think it's a combination of contract injuries and age. You know, the whole like start deal him to get deal him to get something for him concept. You know, yeah. Like so, get, like like uh, like the Giants should be trading uh, should be trading Evan Engram. Uh, even though they're not going to get a lot for him, it's just a matter of getting something for him. And like they should have traded Jabril Peppers until Peppers got hurt last week. So, because um, 
those are guys who I don't think are long-term fits for the Giants at this point anyway. So Giants, you know, even though they're showing some signs of life again here, it's basically at the point where a uh, oh, nice job, Penn State. Um, they should be, um, you know, really trading anything that they don't think will be their long-term. So the uh, I, watching the Eagles last week was, was painful uh, as it's starting to become every week is becoming painful to watch them because they, they look like they might actually do something. They scored on their first possession of the game. They're like, woohoo, we scored. I'm like, all right, this could be a better week. And then they turned into the same old Eagles that they are and just like couldn't put uh, more than three or four plays together. Um, we're not getting any yardage uh, defense let, the team essentially walked down the field and score every time they had the damn ball. Um, it was really pathetic to watch. And the only time they started getting yards is when the other team like plays their, you know, zone defense, nickel cover, you know, yeah. you know, don't let anything get deep, you know, let them throw all the underneath stuff. And it was just, it was bad. So, you know, it's funny you hear on the local radio stations, they talk about, you know, how good, um, hurts stats are, um, but it's just it, his stats are inflated because his stats look good or better than some of the other quarterbacks out there that are struggling right now because he gets all these garbage stats in the third, in the late third, in the fourth quarter. Which that's you know, if the game was close and you know, because the other teams were just that bad or the Eagles defense was that good, his stats would be 10 times, like they would be half of what they actually are. So who knows what's going to happen with the Eagles, but uh, I I'm really scared because they play the Lions this weekend. They play the Lions tomorrow. And I just, I don't, I don't know because I feel like the Lions have played teams tough. You know, I heard one of the announcers say, yeah, I hear, I'm tired of hearing them say about the, the Lions play teams tough. The Lions are still 0-7. Yeah, but... If they're playing better teams than the Eagles tough, then who's to say that they can't beat the Eagles because the Eagles are that bad? Expect Detroit to get their first win tomorrow, everybody. <laughs> I know, you guys, I'm really expecting you guys, you guys had to put Sanders on the IL, and uh, you uh, promoted uh, Jordan Howard from the practice squad today, I think, or yesterday. Well, yeah, because freaking um, Miles Sanders is still out injured, so... Yeah, I, I think it's IL now, so he's. I think the Lions are going to be like. <laughs> nice. There's not a lot. There's just not a lot. Like Denver plays Washington, so they have a chance to win tomorrow. But there's just not. There's just not a lot to find good. I don't not picking on Joe's team, but Tampa smoked them. Like I was watching yeah. that game at a restaurant. Yeah, that was bad. Like Jesus, yeah. that's what I expected. I wasn't expecting anything from that game. No, I nobody. I'm just saying it, it's like it's hard to like find something positive. Like Bron the Broncos have lost four games in a row. It's just hard to find something positive in all this. So I have a feeling Eagles fans are going to be like this after tomorrow um, if the Lions do win. Prize, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there was a there was a lady in the store yesterday in my store with the Eagles hoodie on. So, did you did you did she, did she cry? Was she crying just, the whole time just, she was wearing it? <laughs> I just, she's from she's from around here too. Oh. So like, yeah. Shane said there's nothing positive about the Broncos right now. There's not. <laughs> they lost to the clowns with 
half their roster, like half the clowns guys didn't even play and they couldn't even win the game. I know because you had Kareem Hunt and why can't Chubb and Chubb. Both of those guys were out. And Dipkit Mayfield didn't play either. So, yeah. So it's like, geez. Well, I'm happy. You know, Nagy's on the COVID list, so he won't be coaching tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm ecstatic. That doesn't mean a, a win, good... but hey, I'll take it. We got You're we right. did get a good good Aaron Rodgers meme from the other night when he his fucking chin strap was like around his nose. Yeah, how what I'm still so I'm fucking I'm I'm baffled by that game. Now I didn't get to see the game because it was on, on a Thursday, so I don't usually, you know go hang out with my brother or my dad on a Thursday to watch football. Cause unless it's my team playing or his team playing, I don't really care too much, but I'm just surprised. It's like, I was baffled that the, that Arizona, like just, Lost. I don't want to say choke because they, they, they put up points. It's not like they didn't put up any points, but the fact that they weren't able to pull it out, like they were losing, they were losing most of the game though. They really? usually weren't bad. They were losing. Yeah, they were. That's so. Um, they were getting outplayed for a while. Hop, Hop, Hopkins went down. He didn't play for a, a long time, and then he was like randomly inserting himself into the game when he wasn't supposed to. Just because I get it, he wants to be on the on the on the field. But they, I don't know, I don't know. They made Green Bay look better than what they are. But well, yeah, because you're talking about a Green Bay, B Dave, a Green Bay defense that's it, it's good, but it's not that great. Like it's not like a shutdown defense. They don't have shutdown corners. They have a decent line and a decent linebacker core. Um, they play good team D that's the only thing that's helping them right now. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I just, just couldn't believe it, especially with the way Arizona's offense has been playing and the fact of how good their defense has been playing over the last couple over the, over this entire season, you know, um, they gave up to give up 24 points and, and, and the way they did, I was just like, damn, like that's just, that's nuts to me. And the funny thing is, is that the Eagles traded Zach Ertz to Arizona. And on his first game with Arizona last week, not this Thursday, but the, on Sunday, doesn't he catch a pass and then get yards after catch? He did it in the Arizona games too. He caught like a 13-yard out route and then like went up the field. Yeah, he couldn't do that in Philly because they threw the ball not in stride, they threw the ball either behind him or he had to stop his run like all the time. Everybody that was always Zach Ertz, like, oh man, this guy can't get any yards. No, it wasn't that. They threw the ball to the worst fucking spot for this guy to try and catch it. And there was always somebody right next to him. Like never an open yep. spot for him to catch the ball. So everybody that was like, oh, it's not that big a deal that we lost Zach Ertz. Actually, it's probably a big fucking deal because he actually can still play this game at a very high level. And he's already showing that in Arizona because Arizona knows how to get him open properly. Well, the, so. I thought the, uh, the whole thing was, um, I don't remember what I was going to say, but I just remember it seemed like they were talking about that being like a long time coming that they were going to. Oh, it him. was. Yeah. They were trying to trade him. They were trying to trade him at the end of last season already. They knew yeah. that he was going to be, they wanted to get rid of him, uh, which I still, like I said, I still didn't understand that because of the type uh how good of a player he still was the what he brings to your offense the what your offense is still lacking you know why would you take that away from your team uh pretty much what a lot of people are saying right now a lot of the uh, sports analysts on you know local radio and stuff like that is essentially this team is they're starting to look like it's a purpose a, a uh set in motion to be a purposeful tank season 
Like we purposely brought in a coach yeah. that is uh, underqualified. We gave him a essentially a rookie quarterback. We've given him little to no opportunity to succeed because what he has as far as the rest of his um, players are subpar players for the most part. Um, he just doesn't have what he needs to succeed. Um, and from what I'm seeing from this guy, and I, and I, and I don't want to say he's not, he looks like he's not qualified. doesn't seem to be pl- calling plays like he could coming up with schemes that would work. Um, because I've seen no progression in Hertz at this point in time in his ability to play the game. I've seen, there's no adjustments that are ever made. Um, he just runs what he runs and that's it. And, you know, you know, he's not learning. The coach is not even learning week to week. What, how the hell to play this game. Like, this is not a learn on the job type of thing. Like you can't take a whole season to say, Oh, well, I learned how to, you know, I learned how to call a game and, you know, a whole season. Um, Nope. Now you're fired. Like, that's not the way the NFL works. Like you either got to get it together within the first couple of weeks or plan on being fired real quick. Wish my team fired their coach. I don't know if I agree with that. The reason I'm saying that is because the Giants have fired two consecutive head coaches after basically two seasons. You know, McAdoo and Sherwood. Yeah. It hasn't done the organization any good. Um, you right. know, there's talk about how good Judge has really done in his season and a half so far. There are things that definitely annoy me about I think he's been a little too conservative sometimes with like going forward on fourth down a couple times where they had opportunities, um, you know, things of that sort. Um, but let's say they go five and 12 this year, which is, you know, a very real possibility that they will be that or worse. I don't know that firing the head coach is going to help this franchise you know, to be looking for another new head coach <laughs> next season, you know? Um, right. And the reason I'm saying that, and now I don't know about mm-hmm. the Eagles situation so much, I haven't read, you know, enough, but like the players seem to like Judge. The players seem to respond to the way Judge coaches. So, you know, at some point, you know, hey, it is on the players. Of course, it's so much easier to fire the coach than the players, uh, even in football. Um, but, you know, I, I think like what I'm just saying, basically saying is that like, you know, the Eagles roster has a lot of obvious holes. Oh, yeah. They're looking, they're looking at, you know, is Hurts the quarterback of the future, much in the same way the Giants are still trying to figure that out with, with Jones. And Jones is starting to show some signs where I think – where I'm starting to get more confident that I think, yeah, he could be. Um, you know, I don't know if Hurts really has enough weapons. I mean, injuries hurt. But, again, like, they have, they have a lot of holes. They're looking at – they could have three first-round picks next year, I think. Because um, yeah. you know through, through trades and everything, so obviously if you if you got um, if you've got three first round picks, you know that's like you know hey you need to you know hit home runs really and everything. But you know it could just be a thing where it's like you know we're we're building talent around and, and, and again you talk about he looks like he doesn't really know what he's doing as like a head coach or anything. Again, he is a rookie head coach, so you have to take that into effect, and you would want to think as the Penn State tight end drops a pass. 
Uh, you would want to think that <laughs> when the uh, the Eagles hire this guy as a head coach, they know that he's a rookie head coach. They know he's going to take a little bit of time to you know to grow into the role and in some way, shape, or form, and everything. And you know that they're not expecting him to win, go out and win the division year one and everything. I, I, I mean, I I don't really think they could have had that expectation. So I think they can afford to be a little patient. I mean, yes, you you're very right in that. Um, there seems to be a much more much more urgency like like the, you can't like a let a five-year rebuilding project happen anymore it's like if you can't if you can't turn it around and within three years then yeah you're you know you're out the door or whatever but look at cincinnati for example they were pretty putrid the last two years mm-hmm. with uh, with zach taylor as a coach things seem to have fallen in place for them pretty well so far this year so Sometimes that you know patience can be a virtue, but well, Burrow's uh, healthy. Burrow's healthy, and I think Burrow's a good quarterback too. Right, obviously, obviously that helps, and they got him a big time weapon. Obviously, in yep. Chase, who's probably going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, I guess you know. But um, yeah, you know, sometimes again, you, you do just have to. You, you do actually have to be a a little patient. Of course, you know it's not something you ever really want to hear. Football, being that it's a season of such small game amounts especially compared to the other three major team sports um you know like every game feels like it, it's, it's so meaningful and everything so um but yeah i think i think the eagles need to just try to let things calm down now hurts may not be the answer you know problem is the only problem there is is that um this doesn't really look like a promising quarterback class so i don't know that drafting somebody you know this coming season is really the answer either so no. Like the guys who, like, 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 like the guys who were like I saw, and I think I mentioned this before, is like, um, in like the earliest mock drafts, like the guys who were up to the top of the charts, they've all kind of played pretty uh, mediocre this year. So, yeah, Rattler, <laughs> Rattler, Howell. yeah, a few others, but so it's like, God only knows who like the first quarterback drafter will be next year and how high it'll be. I don't think it'll be, you know, some of the like, the drama we've seen with some quarterback drafts in, in the past, you know. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I might, don't know. Go ahead. There might, be a, there might be a running back from Michigan State that goes high in the draft after today. Well, I mean, yeah. the, the, funny thing, the, the funny thing is, again, being a Giants fan, and, you know, my biggest beef, of course, with the Giants is the way Gettleman's done a lot of things as GM, and I, I really think that they have, no matter what they end up, finishing this year they have to move on from him and get a new gm and hopefully he's fine working with judge and everything uh unless Judge just something like just egregiously horrible the rest of the season but you know of course one of gettleman's legacies with the giants are going to be taking barkley at number two overall because unfortunately he's getting hurt now you know he got the acl injury last year and now he's dealing with like you know ankles stuff that everything this year and coming back from the acl as well so, and you see some of the other, like, like Christian McCaffrey too, you know, he was drafted in the top 10. You're seeing why it's so risky to draft a running back so high because it's the league's change. You know, you're not got, you don't have Walter Payton, Emmett Smith, you know, those kind of like, you know, 400 carry backs anymore, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because the way that the game's more vertical for one and just, you know, again, just in, in general, you know, it's just, you know, the thing. So people have said, you know, and of course, as a benefit of 2020 hindsight, oh, the Giants could have drafted Josh Allen in number two that year 
and then they could have taken Nick Chubb in the second round. And how much better would they be if they had done that rather than taking Barkley and everything? Yeah, and but again, it's a like, crapshoot. It's a crapshoot yeah, when it, you're talking about draft picks. Right. And again, that's perfect 2020 hindsight, the way that Allen has developed as a quarterback and the way Chubb has played and I think stayed relatively healthy and everything. But it does bring the point where it's like you just don't spend a high draft pick on a running back anymore. That that, just, that, that, that running back for Michigan State kind of came out of nowhere. I think that yeah. more. What did he do? I didn't that. I didn't see any college stuff today. Oh, yeah. He had five touchdowns and like 190 yards, and they, Michigan completely melted down in that game today. So, oh, yeah, Michigan, Michigan was up 16 points in the uh, with the third in the third quarter, mid mid third quarter. Yeah, about halfway through the third quarter, Michigan, and it was right about the time that my dad and I were going into a movie. I think that's why I saw the score, and I just figured out oh, Michigan's got this in the bag then, because I think they had just scored to go up 16 points, and yeah. then. I get like the note by the time the movie's over, I'm looking at a notification on my phone. It says like Walker's five touchdowns leading Sparty past Michigan. And I'm like, ah, so. <laughs> nice. I yeah. just, I just, I wanted to believe that Michigan can beat the Buckeyes. That's the only reason I, I would just wanted to believe that Michigan has a chance against Ohio state this year. Cause somebody else has to beat them. So, and Sparty, well, the Sparty Penn games in Columbus. So. Penn, Penn State's playing Ohio State tough enough right now that, well, Ohio State might have just gone up 10 points, um, that I would still think Michigan could probably still at least play with them. I mean, I mean Ohio State hasn't looked overly impressive in this game, and they've only scored 13 points on offense. So so, by the, so we could say by the – does have a good defense, but, you know, they're, they're, they're hurting right now in a lot of ways. So. so by the end of that game, Michigan was saying to – possibly saying something of this sorts to the running back from Michigan State. You're a monster. <laughs> he was. <laughs> and like, uh, at, he played like a beast, point, though. At what point is Harbaugh – if Harbaugh doesn't beat the Buckeyes this year, he has to be on the hot seat at that point, right? <laughs> this is – okay, so Harbaugh. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't here's know. The, can't beat the Buckeyes, and he's and he's and he has problems with Sparty. Okay, too. I got I got to look something up because this has been driving me nuts with Jim Har with Jim Harbaugh. Okay, I mean, let me... like yeah, if he doesn't beat the Buckeyes this year, I feel like you have to like go go another direction. He, you can't lose the Buck the Buckeyes every year and and just say oh we're we're good. Oh yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, you have to be able to say all right, we may need to go a different direction because this guy clearly can't beat the Buckeyes. Okay, so right now Michigan's four and one. Let's see. Let's look at last season. They were. Well, last season was a weird season, so I don't that's, know how much. That's I... that's only COVID. two and four. That doesn't really count. That was that's a, a COVID one. season too. So yeah, six and three they, before they have, that. They they have been kind of relentlessly disappointing since he's been there. Yes. So and and that's what I was wondering. Like I can't, like they're having winning seasons, but they're not like. You know they're not getting you know high ranks or anything like that. Well, I don't even know if they're ranked in the well, top twenty-five. The they're not yeah, they're not the winning the Big Ten. So here's the thing. So Jim Harbaugh, uh, and I loved him as a Colt. You know, I loved Mister Com- Captain Comeback as a as a Colt. Like you know, that was like the introduction to the Colts, and you know through that and Super Tech Mobile because you could use him and drop all the way back and throw it to the fucking end zone. It was great. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I could do that, but anyways. As a coach for Michigan, like this guy goes, you know, he leaves the NFL, goes to college. Um, is it's like 
you felt like Michigan was getting like God sent to football as like all the talk that was around Jim Harbaugh when he was going to Michigan. You're like, oh my God, he's going to be the greatest thing, you know, since whatever coach, you know, of the coaches and Michigan's going to be the greatest team to ever step foot on the football field now. And yeah, they basically said he was going to save the program from mediocrity. Yeah. And it's still mediocre for the most part. It's not great. I mean, he only has one losing season at Michigan. Yeah, but if you're not winning, if you're not contending, so to say, for the Big Ten title or getting into high-ranked bowl games, then in, in in the college world, okay, in the college world, especially when you're talking big schools like Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, you know, Florida, Florida State, any of those schools, okay? And th- at least this is the way I understand it. anybody can that – you know, you guys know some of you guys know more, much more about college. Well, all you know more about college football than I do. But anyways, um, it I can't. It's hard for me to understand how this guy got so much money and is essentially it, when you look at the way college football looks at records and and everything like that, the whole enchilada. He has not lived up to the hype. He has not lived up to being the kind of head coach he should be, based on what he was thought to be. Did you? So I'm sorry. I just watched Ohio State marching band trolled Michigan during halftime. Fabulous. As much as I hate the Buckeyes, they did a like Michigan. They put the Michigan symbol and put it in a fucking garbage can. That is hilarious when the band does that. If you can find a clip of it, it's like they take the Michigan symbol and put it in a fucking garbage, big garbage can. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's interesting. They are they're trolling ahead of time, aren't they? They definitely are. So I Jim just, Harbaugh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, every once in a while, these clips show up of these bands trolling other bands, and it's pretty amusing when it happens. Usually, it's a, it's pretty amusing. Jim Harbaugh only has three bowl game wins. Mm-hmm. Right, three, four, three and five. Yeah, that, He's that, one and four with Michigan. Right. This this is this is what I was just about to mention. Uh, like after you said, like he's only had one losing season, which was last year, which is you know very right. much an asterisk year. But since he's been back at Michigan, the you know yeah one and four bowl record. They've only finished in the top ten once, and kind of more importantly, and this was the ghost of what Jeremy was saying. This was their this has been their final finish in the Big East, the Big Ten Eastern Division, third third fourth tied for first third tied for fifth which was last year so i just i just i just sent that the the troll video i sent it to all you guys the video of okay. the band so i mean again it's just, it, it's it's just um it, it's just not been it it hasn't been like any season has really ever felt i'm sure fulfilling for a michigan fan i mean again they're the best record he's had in any season then, including the bowl game, was is ten and three. I mean, they're they're seven and one right now with after today's loss. But um, you know, again, he's, I, I'm sure I'm oh, sure he's oh and whatever against the Buckeyes, and I don't know if yeah. he's only beat Sparty once or he's not win, winning against Sparty either. Yeah, hey, but I, I'm, I'm sure at this point, Michigan after today's loss, especially Michigan fans are probably getting a sense of like deja vu, like oh here we go again, we're going to limp to the finish. It's going to be another. It's going to be another disappointing. We're going to lose to Ohio State, blah, 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 blah. You know, so I'm just. All right. I'm sure. I'm sure Michigan fans. I'm sure Michigan fans are not in the uh, celebratory mood of any kind at this point. Listen, 
You can go coach in Illinois and give us that shit every year. 10 and 3, 10 and 3, 8 and 5, and I'd be ecstatic. Right, but you're talking about a matter of program expectations. Michigan has always been a program that expects to be. I know. I know. I'm just saying. I'd be ecstatic with that. Go ahead and play it, Jeremy. We can watch it while we're talking. Yeah, I want to play this. So. All our viewers here, this ought to be interesting. I, like I said, I hate the Buckeyes. Come on. Kermit the Frog. I didn't listen. Hey, we'll turn off the vine. We don't need the yeah. vine for this shit. It's funny. They, <laughs> I was trying to maximize the video, doing. though. Okay, okay. I was trying to figure out what they were what they were doing. Go. So this is hilarious. Like, look at what he got the person thing. walking. <laughs> They're gonna pick the Michigan thing and put it in a fucking garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow, that's classic. And, and, and you know what? I this is okay. It's actually gonna like open the lid. <laughs> that is fucking okay. Before we go any further, this is this is what I love about college marching bands. All this fucking shit that they can do, like choreograph, like that. This is awesome. Okay, let's finish this. Now, here's the thing, too. This was with Oscar the Grouch in it. This, this was obviously this was obviously pre-planned. Like they, of right. course, that's the crazy thing that yeah. they, it's not like they just threw this together today. Right, right. Because <laughs> having having been somebody who did marching band for five years, you know, it's it's very it, to, to write a marching band drill, especially with that many people, it's very complicated and everything. That's so awesome. That, yeah, I, I fully agree with you. I hate Ohio State too, of course. But that is fucking brilliant. And I remember <laughs> that is the only time I will ever give Ohio State props for anything. I remember was just like that. probably three years ago, Clemson beat the Buckeyes in like a in like one of the playoff games. And like the next year, the band did 34 to nothing. Like that was the score of the game. They did 34 to nothing and trolled the Buckeyes. So nice. That's awesome. So he's uh <laughs> That was so that was we all classic. gave them credit. This will be the only time that ever happens, but that's funny. Yes. That's really funny. And with so. that said, I think we can move on out of football, out of yeah. NFL, out of college, and move on to some wrestling. Oh yeah. I figured we would do wrestling <laughs> but that's what Mount Rushmore is related to that. Oh, who cares at this point? We're gonna Just talk it. Just do it. Just do it, damn it. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to talk about wrestling. I just figured we'd want to get some wrestling up. Uh, oh, we can, there. but I just figured we were going to do it at the end since that's Mount Rushmore related. So I just figured we would do all that. I, I, have, I haven't paid a tremendous amount of attention to wrestling over, uh, over the last couple of weeks, but I've still been trying to, you know, of course, keep up the results. I haven't really watched any except for watching the old stuff. We could do our basketball lineups if you want to do that. Right. Let, yeah, let, you know what? Let's, let's switch it up then. Let's... Uh, Let's uh, throw it into some uh, basketball. Okay, we'll do that. We'll throw it into Alrighty then. <laughs> we'll throw it into some basketball. <laughs> I like that. I like I gotta that. Go. that was good. I'll be back in a second. I gotta go say goodnight. Oh, he's gotta say goodnight. Make sure you kiss her on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> no one said which ones, but just saying. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't want to uh, kind of nah I don't because <laughs> she said uh oh <laughs> that could be either good or bad I don't know I'm hoping it's good 
man. That was good. That was good. You're sick. Free. Yummy. <laughs> yes, I am. I admit it. I, I, I will not shy away. I, I reiterate my. She my, said my you're just jealous because you guys don't get kisses. <laughs> Pat definitely. Well, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. My sister. I'll go get my dog. Hold on. Like, my sister's dog was like happy to see me today. So we're, we're gonna. I'm not. I'm not even going there, Pat. You just said something about a dog being happy. I'm not to, to see you. I'm not. Even, where was <laughs> the right. So since we're gonna do our <laughs> NBA thing, it's. I feel it's only oh. right. To play this little this little sound bite right now. All right. See, it was classic. I miss I miss that sound bite being a like an everyday thing. Yeah, I know. Damn Sports Center. Boo. All right. So who wants to go first? Uh, everything up. Well, actually, Joe, why don't you introduce this exactly what it is we're doing? Yeah, ESPN made Sports Center unwatchable. So, yep. Well, you know, you know, it so, happens. So good old Joel came up with this. Well, I don't want to say came up with this idea. Evidently found this somewhere, but I, I'll let him introduce it. I just a lot of places. Uh, it's the NBA season. Um, Bleach Report, I think, did it. And there's some other sports websites I follow that were just doing it for all the NBA teams. You know, what's your top five starting lineup for? each team of all time and then selecting a six man to come off the bench. So I just wanted to throw it at you guys and see what you guys decided to, to pick for your lovely teams that you root for. I mean, I could have just done one for the whole NBA since Jeremy apparently thinks I like every fucking team. So, <laughs> done, done Hey, I'm not the team. only one that thinks that you bastard. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You just have a lot of favorite players. I like do a lot of flavor. I, favorite I, I realize that it's, it's that's, this is the one sport where I'm not really, it's more about players. Mm-hmm. It's always been more about players for me than it has been. And, and, and it's, I'm not, taking pot shots at any of you guys on here but i, I also can't help it that the, the the college program i like puts players in the nba regularly and they're all over the place they're like there's kentucky guys on almost every team in the nba and i'm not going to be the only ones i can't root for if they play for the lakers or the Cavs. those are the two i can't yeah. do anything with yeah and for me i don't have a i don't have a college basketball team that i really care about so it's like whatever you know i like to root for the underdog when it comes to the to the the tournament like see who can you know beat the the 15 or the 16 seeds and like get to like the maybe three rounds in which doesn't happen too often like when lehigh was in then i was like kind of excited you know because lehigh is a good run by them and they beat lehigh beat duke so they got i know (laughs) they beat fucking puke so yes and cj mccollum became a star and yes had a pretty pretty decent nba career so Mm-hmm. Hey, yes, uh, yes. My, and I just like to add, you know, my college team regularly puts players in the NBA too. They just it's, aren't good. It, it, it's just <laughs> that they all. It's just that most of them seem to be out of the league after about three years. Okay, well, you're you're. I like me some Tar Heels. You put it in the nice way. I put it in the not nice way. So, <laughs> well, that's because you are a brick extraordinaire. That's right. So if anybody's uh, wondering like what college teams these two goons like, we got one guy who likes Kentucky and the other guy who likes 
um, the Tar Heels. So I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to utter those words. The only reason I can even utter those is because that's where Jordan played. But that's like the only reason. And Pat, that's all you got to say every time. You want to make fun of our, my my school? Fine, Michael Jordan. Like drop, walk away, <laughs> bitches. Right. But it's not like it's not like Pat was watching him play there. So to me, that doesn't count as much. So yeah, none of us probably watched. Well, just because he's a couple years younger, right? No, but you didn't watch him. I remember watching him play there. So <sighs> I feel like you can't use him as a catalyst if you didn't even see him play there. Yeah, so, and I'm and I'm not one of these guys who's a Carolina fan because Jordan went there either. No, so. you're not. So, quick question for you, though, AJ. What team did you end up going with out of your teams that you... What shirt am I wearing? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, no, we can't see. I can see it says oh, Arriers. Warriors. It said Arriers. <laughs> I, I had a feeling it was either going to be Golden State or San Antonio. I see a shirt that says Rio. Boston. <laughs> Rio. I grew up a Celtics fan. Rio. So, like, that probably would have been the other... Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were going to go Celtics or Warriors because I know you're really uh, yeah, actually just, more of a Warriors fan than anything anymore. I just, I, I, yeah, I figured you were going to go Celtics. Yeah, it's more Steph now. It's because he's my favorite player and he's my favorite player of all time. So mm-hmm. he's not. Bird was my favorite player of all time until Curry. Came I was going to say I, I didn't realize that Curry had passed Bird for you, but okay. oh yeah, he has. He's my favorite player of all time. Like no, no doubt about it. Well, Curry's a little spassy. <laughs> He's saucy nice. on the courts. <laughs> wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Say that again. I said Curry's a little spassy. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good oh, dad funny. joke or a really bad pun. <laughs> I don't well, know which one you're you to As my favorite culinary personality would say, get out. <laughs> oh, my cock's lost again. Fudge. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. I hear the Flyers are doing well. We'll see how long that lasts. Well, the the, right. the Blackhawks are uh, paying the price for that scandal. So, yeah, so uh, I I want Joe to go first because he's wearing his basketball team, his favorite basketball team, and I know one of the people that's going to be on there. So I'm interested to hear who his other five. Oh, people I know are. at least I know at least two people that are going to be on. I know so. at least two too, but I know one for sure. So I want to see if he's going to put the other one on there. I'm pretty pretty sure he's going to put him on there, but because it's hard not to. <laughs> I yeah, think I, I know at least three people who will be on Joe's list. So I, I would like Joe to start this off. Go ahead, mm. Joe. Mm. La, 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 la. Okay. <laughs> Get my, my voice tone up. Okay. This wasn't hard for me, to be honest. Well, actually, my sixth man was kind of hard, so it was a toss-up between two guys for the six-man spot. Um, so starting point guard would be Derek Rose. Oh. Uh, yeah, shooting guard. Shooting guard, I mean, who else could pick the goat? <laughs> um, small forward, Sky Pippen. Power four would be Rodman. My center would be Artis Gilmore. Mm-hmm. And my sixth man, I was tossed up between Jerry Sloan and Bob Love, and I went with Jerry Sloan. Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. That's all scored in defense. That's all I need. All right. Does anybody else want to go, or should I just go? I'm ready. Go ahead and go, Jeremy. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so this was actually really tough for me. Um, and I'll be honest, this was really tough um, because 
trying to figure out a six man, I was like, who the fuck do I pick as a six man? Like <laughs> when you look at the Sixers and you look at just their history, like most of their guys that were really good, that were household names that had the, like the all-stars, they were pretty much big men. Not a lot of guards and shooting guards and shit like that. So, so I went with my point guard, Allen Iverson, shooting guard of Seth Curry, because he's like the only true shooting guard they've ever had, like true shooting guard. Um, small four, Julia Serving, power forward, Charles Barkley. And I almost didn't want to put this person at center, but I was like, I looked at the stats and I was like, even though they always claim that he was a Laker, that's fucking bullshit because he was a Sixer first and he had his prime of his career as a Sixer and I was Wilt to still Chamberlain. So he was my center. Now, this is where it got fucking hard because the six man, I like people like people will probably like you should have picked this guy. And I'll be like, well, if you look at overall stats and like what they did. It was hard to pick that person. So I ultimately went with Moses Malone as my sixth man. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> I was waiting for you to say like Jerry Stackhouse. Or no, oh my like God, that. no. <laughs> no. I think the, I would have been I, like, no. Either him or maybe Billy Cunningham. I, it was Cunningham it, another one. I was looking at him and also Mo Cheeks. Like that yeah. was the only like, but yeah, Mo Cheeks, are, like no. if I'm going to have somebody coming off the bench, I want, I need somebody that's going to be able to play defense and I needed somebody that's going to be an offensive threat too. No, that's good. And that's Mo good. Cheeks was, a, he just didn't have the offensive threat. Moses Malone was definitely was more of an offensive threat. So like I said, it was tough, but I had to break down some stats and see who was better at what. So like I said, a I lot of like Sixers it. big it men were their main scorers. So and it was interesting to go through that and see that the Sixers, when I, when I honestly say they've never had like a real true shooting guard, Seth, Seth Curry is like their true shooting guard. JJ Redick was yeah like, was another one, but he wasn't there long enough to put up the stats. You know, he was there, I think two seasons, I think maybe a third. It's hard to say. Cause he was gone really quick. It felt like he was gone really quick. So that's a good lineup though. Yeah. I think no, so. No, that is. That's that's good. That's a good lineup. All right. Sir Patrick. Yeah, I'm interested to hear next? Darth Pats. <laughs> uh, you know, this isn't as easy for me because for a few reasons. One, you know, the NBA really kind of always been the sport that I've been like, you know, least knowledgeable of in a lot of ways. And uh there's also the slight problem of, uh, you know, last 20 years, my franchise has been uh, just, you know, a fountain of suctitude. So it's like, why would you even <laughs> want to honor anybody who, who played for the franchise in that time frame? But, you know, hey, you got to do what you got to do. So I did have to, you know, go back, though, because there's some guys you just can't ignore, you know, from like the times before me. So, so you know, again, starting off with that, you know, point guard, you know, of course, is, you know, you know, Clyde Walt Frazier. So, you know, he has point guard for the next. Yeah. Shooting guard, shooting guard um, you know, Earl Monroe, I felt like, uh, you know, he could have been a good choice. But in this one, I went with a guy who actually played during my lifetime. And of course, that would be not John Starks. Um, oh, <laughs> my God. Alan, you know, uh, Alan, Alan Houston. Okay. So, 
Yeah, that, yeah, uh, that small, that's a good choice with that one. A good job. That's who I would have picked. Yeah, small forward. This was definitely the hardest one because I don't feel like the Knicks have ever really had a great small forward. So because of really what I felt was, excuse me, uh, you know, like lack of options and every other damn thing, um, ended up going with Mallow because it just a lot of ways don't know who the hell else to pick. I mean, Larry Johnson, I felt was better as a Hornet than an egg. So, you know. Yeah, you got Larry Johnson at the end of his career. Yeah, yeah, and he just wasn't like at like like the elite player that he was like when he first came out of college and everything. So he was kind of more of a complimentary player at that point. Not that he was bad, you know. Just um, power forward, you know. I there felt I felt like I could have gone one way here, but I didn't, and I'll tell you why in a second. So power forward, I went with a guy who I know is always going to grab me the rebounds, and that's Charles Oakley. Now that's of course if they'll let him in the building to play. <laughs> um, you know, there's might, might need to pick a different New York stadium. <laughs> yeah, there, there's always there's always that issue. We may have to have the Knicks go play at Barclays Center for a while or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and the center, obviously, Patrick Ewing. So um, now for my sixth man, I also again had the issue of you know I don't you would think you would pick him and be somebody who's like more of like a shooter type or everything. But again, I wasn't going to take Starks or some of like the older, you know, guys that I barely have knowledge of. Um, I mean, Willis Reed, of course, was one of the greatest Knicks that there were. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was mostly a center. Like, you know, you go to a basketball reference, it shows that he was a power forward. But for only three of his, you know, like, you know, 10 seasons or whatever. So I didn't feel like it was right to pick him as a power forward because of that. But I'll slide him in as my sixth man then because he's still a guy where obviously he was a you know pretty dominant player, so it's pretty hard to leave him off the team. So I was wondering if you were gonna pick Latrell Sprewell at all. Ooh. That would be interesting. He was better when he played for the Warriors, though. Yeah, it's like I suppose you I, I suppose you could have slotted him in at small forward, but he was always more of a I always felt like he was really more of a shooting guard than a small forward. And yeah, yeah well, no, well. he wasn't. He wasn't predominantly a shooting guard because he made first team All NBA one of the years Jordan didn't play. So he mm-hmm. he was the person that won that slot when yeah. Jordan was out those two years. Latrell Sprewell was actually the first team All NBA shooting guard one of those years. Yeah, and nice. like and like AJ said, I did also feel he was better at golden state than he was with the Knicks, and and maybe even with the timberwolves he might have even been better he 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 was pretty solid all the places he played so yeah he was his yeah, just, he just, just didn't so like carlissimo so i was gonna say just as long as pj carlissimo wasn't around <laughs> all right aj let's hear your golden state warriors pick mine's easy Mine's easy because when Durant was there, they had the death lineup, and that's the best starting lineup I've ever seen in my lifetime. So it's easy. So it's Steph, Clay, Draymond, Durant, and Igadala. Okay. So that's that's their they called that the death lineup when Durant was there those two years, and that's the best starting five I've ever seen. So okay. And then Chris Mullen would be my sixth man. Nice, throwing it back to Chris Mullen. I love it. I love it. Was it. either going to be Tim Hardaway or Chris Mullen. So, Oof. oh yeah, that would have been a toss-up for me. Hardaway Mullen, or Mullen. Mullen had a better career in Golden State, I think. So Mullen was on that seventy-five player list. Hardaway wasn't. So I would have found it hard to leave Mullen off my starting five, but I obviously see why you did. So 
I mean, like I said, it's it was it was easy because that that lineup that's what they called that lineup when it was there. So they yeah. they they played small. Draymond played center, but that's which is so funny because Tevin Durant is definitely bigger than Draymond Green <laughs> <laughs> as far as height goes. Taller wingspan, yeah. So it's just, but. I would never put Durant at center. That dude, that dude, I feel like that dude, if he went up against a true center, would like be pancaked on the fucking ground the every time, play. It's the only time in his career, though, he ever really played defense was when he played for the Warriors. Like, he bought in to the system, and he actually was a pretty good defensive player there. He hasn't really been a great defensive player before he got there or now. He's well, he yeah. kind of bought into it. He's he played in a system where defense mattered he played in systems before that where they didn't stress defense so well and then see that's the thing like so you know i i just want to say everybody had a great lineup you know it was it was it was cool to hear that from everybody but when you look at golden state you look at who their coach is i mean shit i mean he came from the bulls you know and played on that that kind of team and the spurs and the spurs Spurs, where defense was emphasized as you know to win a championship you got to play defense like you just can't just outscore the other team it just you know it's buckets aren't the only thing that matters you know so so that that, if igadala's if he to me i think he's a hall of famer but if he does, I mean, if, if he gets in off that starting lineup was all guys that were Hall of Famers, like playing on the, at the same time. Together. See, I th- yeah, and I think Iguodala is going to be a hard one. I think he might get in, but I looked at his stats because he was somebody I was throwing around like, do I put him For on the, the Sixers six. one as maybe the six man? Like he was a far, like he was like a far reach for a six man. But I did look at his stats, but his stats with Golden State, he didn't, his stats weren't like as far as points go. Like he didn't I know, put up a ton of points, like, but the but other stuff like, he did. Right, he's got, but he's got three rings and he's got a Finals MVP and he's won. He's he's won Six Man of the Year multiple times and he's an All Defense type guy too. So like yeah. he's he's going to get in because of all the stuff, not because of yeah. his points. So yeah, well yeah, his accolades that go along with the things that happen in Golden State will put him there um, probably because he's a LeBron. His, Plus, he was a LeBron stopper. Not a lot of people are on that list either, the LeBron stopper list. Yeah. So he's one of those people that's on that short list. <laughs> yeah, because if you just look at his stats, overall stat-wise, like not just points, but all his stats, his stats are about a little above average. You know? So same with same with Draymond, though. He, he doesn't score a lot of points either, but he's been defensive player of the year, and he's got rings. And it's like, at what point do you not put these guys in? Like, if they're if they're contributing on championship right. teams regularly, it's like, how can these guys not get in? Well, that's so, the same thing with Dennis Rodman. Has Dennis Rodman been put? Has he been? I know he's been eligible for it, but has he actually been voted in yet? To what? Yeah, to the in. Hall of Fame? Okay, yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure. Been. I I kind of yeah, figured he Phil probably Jackson was. was the guy who inducted him. Yeah, I'm not surprised that he is. But he's another one of those guys. He was never a point scorer. He was only a defensive player. Like he was well, rebound ben machine. Ben Wallace got in, and Ben Wallace was not really an offensive guy either. So they don't just. It doesn't. You don't have to have. The and see, and I look at Ben Wallace's career, and I go, mm. "He's in." I know. I, I look at his. I just look at his career, and not even from a point wise. I just look at his career as a whole. Yes, he has the NBA championships with <laughs> with with Detroit, but I'm just like. His career wasn't anything spectacular. There was nothing to me that really stood out about his career that was anything spectacular. When 
when Chris Bosch just got in, I looked at Chris Bosch and said, eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's another one. He was, he played around, you know, the only reason he has any championships is because he went to Miami. <laughs> he couldn't lead a team. Like he was nothing. Once again, even on those Miami teams, he was nothing special on those Miami teams. He was just a big lanky I, dude. It's, it's, I think it's easier I actually think it's easier to get in the NBA Hall of Fame than it is the other two, personally. I think it's easier. I think they'll – that's why I think Iguodala is going to get in because I think it's easier to get into the NBA Hall of Fame than it is the other two. So, yeah, because what's the criteria? To win a championship, you're in? Like No. <laughs> but I just, <laughs> I, just, I just think it's easier. I just think it's – it seems like the people that should be in the NBA one, most of them are in already. Like it's, it doesn't seem like there's 15 guys like in the NFL in baseball. It always seems like there's a list of 15 guys who still aren't in. Some of those guys should be in the NBA is not the same way. I don't feel like there's this laundry list of people where we're like, all right, is this person going to get in? I feel like the NBA, most of those people are in already. Yeah. And, and maybe that's, maybe there's two, maybe there's something to be said about, you know, baseball and, and football saying maybe your criteria is a too strict uh, or maybe it's basketball. Maybe you're just a little too easy on the guys that deserve the Hall of Fame. It's like which one is the right one, you know? Or or does... happy medium probably finding yeah. some middle ground on that one, but yeah, because I I like I said, <laughs> Ben Wallace fucking surprised the shit out of me and <laughs> beat in the fucking Hall of Fame. And and my brother and, and my one good friend were both Penn uh, Detroit Pistons fans, and and they love Ben Wallace. Uh, as as far as I know, I know my brother definitely did. I'm pretty sure my buddy did, but I'm just like. But then again, my brother really t- loved Tayshawn Prince too, and that guy was, you know, <laughs> just had long ass fucking arms. <laughs> uh, he was he was he was a really good defensive player too. Yes. He wasn't an offensive player, but that was that Pistons team. Yeah, that there Pistons was, team was defense. It was and it was a team. It wasn't really. Chauncey Billups might have been the best like scorer on that team, but it was that was a team that was it wasn't about one individual on that team. It was a team winning that championship that year, and and I I rooted for them that year because nobody wanted the fucking Lakers to win. They were trying no. to buy championship, go out and get whatever Malone and Gary Payton or whatever on that team trying to win a championship. So fuck that. Yeah. Well, no. Here you go. Here you go, Jeremy. This is uh, Ben Wallace's career right here. Oh boy. <laughs> Now, he wasn't a scorer. He averaged no, five point seven points a game. How many? Is what it is. Yeah, five point seven. seven. I wonder if that's the lowest <laughs> point per game average for an NBA for for you know an NBA Hall of Famer. Um, well, I'm pretty sure Rodman we'll might Dennis have been close. Rodman. <laughs> yeah, Rodman might have been lower or very <laughs> close, or very I, I, much I, the same. No, I, I think uh, I just had Rodman's up here. Real quick. Uh, Rodman averaged seven point three. Okay, Ooh, all right, he's got lower oh. than him. <laughs> so Ben Wallace was a four-time All-Star, okay, yeah, two-time rebounding champion, mm-hmm. one-time blocks champion, 2004 NBA champion, six-time All-Defensive uh, First Team, five-time All-NBA First Team, four-time Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, right there, those are the that's, three things that got him into the Hall of Fame. Those that's, three things. That's, that's pretty much it. So Iguodala. I'm- has three NBA titles. He's been an NBA Finals MVP. Yes. One time I remember All-Star. that Finals. He fucking went off. Like, he was the uh, shit. One-time All-Star, one-time All-Defensive first team, one-time All-Defensive second team, uh, Rookie of the Year first team, 
and he has two gold medals. Yeah, I don't see why he doesn't get in. Based just based on his um, finals and finals MVP and stuff like that. Like he has a lot of. The Warriors aren't. They don't win that finals if they don't. They 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 went small. They lost. They were down two one, and they they inserted him in the lineup. Mm -hmm. I remember. And that was Steve Kerr. That was the gene. Somebody in that. I don't think it was Kerr. I actually said he said it was. I read a book, and I think he said it was one of his assistants that said, "Let's try this." So Kerr didn't even take credit for it. He said it was somebody else's idea. Let's put Iguodala in and see what happens. And they didn't lose a game. And he's a LeBron stopper. And that doesn't mean LeBron scored five points, but that means he he has a better he does a better job against LeBron than other people do. Like he he you know LeBron shoots worse against Iguodala than he does against some of the other people in the league. So that was they won a championship because they put Iguodala in the starting lineup that year. Mm-hmm. So Gerald, Gerald Wilkins against Jordan. Yeah, there were certain players that could just play other players. And 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 Iguodala, like, you know, I'll never say he was the greatest player in the in the world, you know, and I'm not saying he's not deserving of the Hall of Fame, but there are certain things that he did really well. Like he was a very good defensive player. Um and, and, and like he was said, never he was in a perfect situation there because he not he wasn't the guy that you wanted to be your first, second, or third option to score 20 a game. He didn't have to do that there. He did he made threes. And he scored 10 or 15 points when he had to. He didn't need to. He just wasn't a guy that should be your first or second option. Yeah, I I think he averaged for the Golden State over the the seasons that he was there, like a maximum of like seven points a game or something like that. And that's fine. They didn't need him to score a lot of points either. Like that wasn't his role. But like you said, in the NBA Finals that year, when they put him in and they needed him to guard Jordan and they needed him to do something special, he did it. Like he 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 stepped up. He made big baskets. He made big baskets baskets and all the championships they won he yeah. made big baskets in games when they needed yeah. them too the problem well, with fuck. him being in the six robert ori in the, in the in the hall of fame then like shit i mean like, robert ori probably should be in the hall of fame i would i would say he should be in yeah when uh, when you look at iguodala and when he was with the sixers that wasn't the position he needed to be. He was not no, going to be your number one guy. Like, and that's no knock on him. It's just not the kind of player that he is. And the Sixers tried for a long time to make him like the number one man on the team. And like, it just wasn't going to work. Like when I was retired, go look and see what Draymond's points average is because I, I read somewhere that he has more rebounds in his career than he has points. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Or it might even have been more assists than he has points. It might even have been assists, actually. <laughs> Hello, Draymond. Let's go to your stats. But he's regularly in the discussion every year for best defensive player. Like Draymond won it, and he's been in, he's in the discussion every year for best defensive player. So I'm just gonna say this one t- one more time to Ben Wallace being in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame. Huh? What? 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 what, what, what? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, no. So, I mean, he does deserve it based on what we just found out. His accolades get no, his yeah, accolades are going to get him in. Well, it's it's kind of surprised. I was just one more thing about Ben Wallace. I was kind of surprised to see that he didn't even average ten rebounds a game for his whole career. Like Rodman, no. rebounds per game for his career. So, yeah, so yeah, he like, he also of course blocked shots and everything. Like you said, four time Defensive Player of the Year, but you know he was never like All NBA first team or anything like that. So. Yeah, and I think also sometimes with Ben Wallace, I think maybe some people kind of say, well, it was a great story because he was a guy who came out of a, 
you know, started off at like community college and then went to a division two school, was never drafted. Yeah. And then, you know, so ended up having a, you know, pretty good career. And you do also wonder if the Pistons hadn't won that title, if he would have gotten him to be. Oh, honest. he wouldn't have. Yeah, but, yeah true. So, AJ, last year, Draymond averaged seven points a game. He averaged seven point. He averaged seven point one rebounds per game, and eight point nine assists assist per game. Rebounds. He does a little bit. Of, does a little bit of everything. That's the only season that he's actually averaged more rebounds or assists than he has points per game per any season. But yeah, that's he, he played. He played pretty good tonight, so they're they've been a surprise. I did not think that they were going to jump out of the gates five or six and one. The Warriors, like I thought, they were going to have without Clay, but Steph is Steph. So Clay's just an added piece this year for this team. They have the other the other the, the rest other of night, the teams built. The other night is, when they is lost, built. The other night when they lost and Steph didn't score a point in the fourth quarter or overtime, it would have been nice in that situation to have Clay because they had they would have had somebody else that they could rely on because Steph couldn't hit the broad side of the barn in the fourth quarter the other night. So, yeah, everybody has has a rough day at the office. All right, I think it's a good time now to jump into wrestling. What do you think? You guys agree with that? Sure. Good, good time to jump into wrestling. Okay, good. All right, good. All right. So, what the hell's been going on in wrestling? AJ. Well, I don't know. I All I did was watch the dark side of the ring about the steroid trials this past week. So. Ooh, I got to watch that one. I got to find that and watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was very, without saying too much about it since you haven't watched I mean, obviously, the, the big thing is they got Jerry McDevitt, who's the guy who tried the case for WWE and Vince, and uh, has been like their lawyer for forever then since because of that. Um, yeah, that's great. He was out of bounds. Um, <laughs> sorry, David was out of bounds. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, you know, the, the fact that they got him to, to sit down and, and, and talk, uh, for this is pretty astounding because I don't think anybody who's ever actually been directly affiliated with WWE, like at the time when they filmed it, like, 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 like Bruce Pritchard was in like the first season episodes. But he hadn't been rehired by the company yet at that point. So, like, he hasn't been there since. So, like, I think this is the first time anybody that's, like, so close to WWE at the time of, like, when they were filming it, you know, actually like, sat down and spoke to them. So that's pretty interesting, uh, you know, for the most part. Uh, they also had uh, – they didn't have Hogan, of course, because, like, he would sit down and talk to them about this. Um, they had uh, B. Brian – but they had uh, B. Brian Blair and the Warlord, which was, uh, which was interesting. Um, and they had like that is interesting know, yeah and Dave Meltzer was on it and Wade Keller was on it and the guy from the New York Post who's had a hard on for the company for years was was talking about it but the the biggest thing that was most interesting about it was how weak the uh the case was especially in that they called like all these wrestlers to testify like the warlord was one of the guys who testified and then they showed like Rick Rude leaving the courtroom and, you know, the, you know, they showed the warrior being interviewed after he testified, which I didn't really realize that those guys had testified. And of course they talk about Hogan's testimony and they, they talk about when nails testified because nails was like the only guy who was like, ended up really testifying in such a way where it was like a problem, uh, you know, for, for the company and everything. But they also then found that he was a pretty terrible witness, but, 
it was like they called all, they call all these wrestlers to testify. I guess expecting that all of them were going to say, yeah, Vince told me to do steroids. This and then they didn't say that. And most of them were talking about how they took steroids before they ever came to WWF and everything. And it's like, did these fucking prosecutors not talk to these people before they called them up to the witness stand to know what they were going to fucking say? It's like they call them witnesses or they expect to bolster their case and then they all trash their case. So it's like, this had to be one of the most incompetent trials because like they even say, you know how many witnesses the defense called? None. Zero. That's like unheard of to not so, call witness in a case. But they destroyed the prosecution case all on their own. So it was, it, it, it was it's really fascinating to, to, to see. So when that. Hogan got on the stand, did he just say, What you gonna do, brother? <laughs> Is that all he said? <laughs> I mean, What you gonna do, brother? <laughs> you know, you know, they have and everything but you know and they covered the fact that like you know hogan went on arsenio hall and basically lied about his steroid use and you know that was prior to the trial and everything and they also talked about how like hogan wasn't damaging to vince or anything but there was still like uh heat between them for a while and that was mostly because you know at the time of him testifying he was about to debut for wcw so um you know Vince was still like was like talking shit about hitting it into that in the special but I've heard it from other like times where like Vince like talked shit about Hogan after the trial was immediately over even though Hogan really didn't say anything bad uh, or detrimental to Vince at least from the the trial mm-hmm. you know at, so um, so very very interesting episode definitely worth checking out if you can if you can find the uh Naomi last night had one of the best botches I've ever seen. She like was outside the ring and she jumped up on the ropes to jump off the ropes and she fucking fell. It was awesome. <laughs> so I think she's awful. So to w- see her botch like that was comedy to me last night. I was like, this is the best botch I've ever seen. Well, it was uh, just, just since you mentioned botches, uh, I was watching, it was the uh, episode of Nitro right after uh, Uncensored. 1997 uh and it was a match between Rey mysterio and psychosis so you expect that would be a pretty good match right Normally. well at the end at the end mysterio went and did the west coast pop and psychosis didn't like totally flip over and he basically went like jammed his head right into the fucking mat and you know you look at it and it's almost like how the hell did he not break his fucking neck I mean, Lance Archer, Archer, I don't know how Lance Archer didn't get paralyzed a week ago when he did his moonsault and fucking landed on his fucking head. I didn't see it. I heard about it, though. Yeah, wasn't a great angle, that's for sure. This wasn't a good week for WWE's women. I mean, they had that girl in NXT a week ago do a suicide dive and face plant. And then Shotzi just did it last night against Charlotte. She Her feet got caught on the ropes and she face planted. (laughs) Yeah, Charlotte had, like, move forward to, like, catch her. Maybe maybe the universe is talking to these people and saying something like, don't fucking do that move. They, they, Pat, you've said that that they do do that move too much. That That's one I will say that I feel like they don't need to do that in every, like, I feel like that happens in every single match now. Yeah, it's like it it is overused. And the other problem is it's a high risk, low reward type move because (laughs) 
I mean, it's like it's a move that I guess gets people out it of their is. seat, but I, but I don't see why anymore because it's been overused to death. But it's also not the kind of move where it really like looks like it has a high impact, like where it looks like you're doing a lot yeah. of damage to your opponent. So unless they get like, that's why I've never really if they understand. get if they get rammed into the barricade behind them, that that yeah. maybe is believable, but that doesn't always happen that way. So but it seems like that's never the way it happens anymore. It seems like it's always like all of a sudden three people are congregating outside the ring for no apparent reason and like they yeah. just kind of like stop like fighting and then all of a sudden there's the guy come diving over the ropes or through the ropes and like oh i gotta catch him <laughs> the other thing they sound pet <laughs> yes they do their best goofy impression <laughs> I, told, I told joe this earlier they had a perfect opportunity last night they had hit row backstage they had a perfect opportunity they showed them on tv the new day came out and they were like, he was 19 Kofi, which I thought was boring, but instead of sending hit row out, let's send the Usos out and have the Usos and the new day feud for the 8,000th time. Yeah. Like you have all these people that just got drafted, but let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. Cause we don't trust anything else here other than the Usos and the new day <laughs> to do anything. They're just going back to their comfort level. That's what it is. They're comfortable with those two, and they're still undecided of what to do with the people that got called up. And you said this was last night on SmackDown, this spot? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Naomi well, she, was fighting Shayna Baszler. It's really, it's right at the end of the match. So I feel like I'd be surprised if they, you'd have to actually have it taped because I feel like they would not want you to have access to that <laughs> footage. I mean, it's possible, oh. but you never know. Here's I mean, a... guys, they went back and refilmed this, the Charlotte Becky thing from a week ago. They went back and refilmed that to make it look like she didn't drop the belt and they didn't throw the belt, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and that's just dumb because majority of the fans aren't really going to know what's going on. The casual fan doesn't, they, they're not going to catch that. They're not going to, they just think it's part of the whole, the whole show. The hardcore fans are going to be like, ah, something's wrong there. Where the casual fans are like, yeah, that was cool. They're mad at each other. Why don't they wrestle? We had, you know, we had the other night on on Dynamite, we had, I'm not as big a fan of these guys dressing up as like cosplaying even for Halloween. And we had the elite dress up like the Ghostbusters. Oh, you said she dives from inside, from out to in? Yeah, she jumps on the ropes and falls. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I, read, like, I, read I, got some, it. I read something that said that they wanted to dress up as Squid Game characters, but somebody talked them out of it because, you know. Oh, yeah. they. That's on a different network, even though Netflix isn't really a network in that sense, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, just, 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 uh, oh, okay. Let's look at this. <laughs> okay. So this is, I just watched this. This is, this is, I feel bad for her because this would probably hurt like fucking hell. Like, but this is, this is bad. Like, this is bad. And, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, the only good thing out of that is like, they didn't, they didn't mess it, up the whole flow per se. They, they, they worked through it, but it's just damn and and i i don't like her and i don't think she's a very good wrestler 
so that just completely i was just laughing as it was happening i'm like this is fucking fabulous let's put her in the bloodline that's a great idea let's put this girl that can't even do that right let's put her in the bloodline how about new (laughs) (laughs) and and the the younger the youngest uso was on nxt the other day so three get three weeks four weeks pull him up and put him in the bloodline (laughs) the youngest uso Yes. There's another yeah. one. There's another one. God, these, another guys these guys replicate. These guys, these guys, these guys multiply like fucking rabbits. <laughs> NXT isn't it Joe Fatu? I think is. Yeah. NXT actually hit rock bottom on Tuesday. Mandy Rose won the women's title, so I said uh, worse than that. Overall, though, the NXT show was, was probably good. the best show they put on TV. But- just there was a couple botches that you know and some questionable oof. match. Eo, if you Jeremy, if you you were pack and find Eo Shirai when the ladder yeah. falls, and she's supposed to fall off the ladder frontwards, and the ladder doesn't fall the right way, and she almost like she I don't know how she didn't get hurt. Yeah, there was that, and then there was a match for the the tag. Was it the tag belt once? Yeah, they they were doing like a fin- a move off to like the top ropes, and the lumberjacks did not catch the guys coming off the top rope and pretty much just let them fall flat on their faces on the outside. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Those guys could have got hurt in the worst way. I would have uh, lost. And I'm guessing this them. was from uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. sorry, the yeah. 26th. Yes. The 26th. It, it, it is like the, the botches and the, the results right. of the match aren't, are, aren't popular, but the actual show itself and like what it produced and like oh, the matches were this actually is like good. right at the ladder. Let's see. Yeah. Okay, let's see. I got to see where this ladder falls. You said the ladder falls? Yeah, it EO's on the ladder and it falls and like hits the ring ropes and doesn't like, it's like she didn't fall the way she thought it was going to because there's another ladder outside the ring that she then falls on. Okay. I got to get it to the right spot here. I'm I'm trying to, that's a lot of of booty on that one girl. EO's (laughs) Eo's a, a very good women's wrestler. She might be the best women's wrestler. In Which Asia. one is she? I don't know Eo Shirai. She's a, so she's a Japanese lady. She's okay. a shorter. She she doesn't do good in ladder matches. She's been in every ladder match. She's been in something's gone. Is wrong. she in green or red? Oh nope. There. Oh, I see her. She's got red and like maybe purplish red. Something yes. like that. Yeah. And she does a lot of crazy stuff, but this just was not. This didn't go. This just didn't go well. Hey, real real quick while he's like trying to pull it up, uh the like the still got the Penn State game on here on my monitor and uh like on the bottom line, uh it said that Harbaugh is two and nine on the road in matchup <laughs> uh of like ranked teams. Now I don't know if that was just during his time at Michigan. It didn't because it, it was a little weird that weird that it was worded, but if it is. Again, two and nine on the road against ranked teams. Yeah, that's another reason why I why again it doesn't feel like he's gotten the job done. So just uh, two and nine. Really. I found it. Yes. Ow. Ow. This looks yeah. painful. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay, here we go, Darth Pat. We get to see some more. We get to see some pain now. Oh good. I love the pain. No pain, uh, no game, motherfuckers. Yeah, so yes. Here we go. This is this looks There's really painful. EO. There's EO. 
Whoop. Ah. Whoop. Oh. <laughs> ow. Ow. Ooh. Ouch. Whoops. Yes. Ah, just, just, just don't get up. supposed to go through without flipping, I think. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I, think I, I, I think just don't get up at that point. Just, you know, sit out the rest of the match. and I'm She's dead. Fine. <laughs> She's fine. How did she not, like, something bad happened there? She's fine, but... She goes. Yeah, she was, gets up and she's like, wicked, uh, "I'm dead." The, just, <laughs> how, just how, how you want to take? How, how is she fine? How, how is she fine? Ah, oh, I know how to fall. <laughs> <laughs> the, the redhead Jeremy that's in that match—that's Darby Allen's ex-wife from AEW. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's, yep. yeah, she's the one that I said. There, that's a whole lot of booty there. Yeah, is she the one with the abuse accusations, or is that another one? No, uh, I, I, no, I might. No, that's Riddle. I thought that was Riddle, or no, there was stuff. I thought, Darby, I thought Darby Allen had some too. It, it's probably her then. No. Yeah, Darby Allen has some too. That's they that's his ex-wife. So. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have a good. They didn't have a good breakup. <laughs> Yikes. Sounds like they had a shakeup before the breakup. Oh, that was a bad joke. Just not good. Not at all. Yeah, I, that was I, on I, your dad. Oh, I, bad, I, bad I, jokes I, right I, there. I think you I think you should apologize for that before you get us all canceled. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, I, I'm I'm not joking. I, <laughs> well, they can't cancel something that's not as famous, so <laughs> We got no nope. fame, but no, it's not. F- that's what you think. You know, but no, all joking aside, no, uh, uh, abuse is not funny, but it's, you know, it's kind of a funny. I, I, I don't thing. necessarily remember a specific thing, but I remember MJF again the other night, give that guy a microphone and just, it's, it's gold. Every time that guy touches a microphone, it's, it's just fantastic watching him just shit on the crowd and just enjoy when people shit back and he just, throws it right back at him he like i know the other day he was like fat boy in the crowd i've got the microphone not you yeah they give him a lot a lot a lot a lot of leeway to um his word choices and how he does his heel promos they he gets away with a lot of shit he was saying something about not putting not he was talking about a penis and vagina the other night he was definitely making yeah. some kind of reference to that i don't remember exactly what i wouldn't touch that with this person's uh, something he was doing something along that line he was shitting on the people and he made fun of the accent of the people up there too so yeah he, he definitely goes above and beyond to do his promos in heel mode he gets more leeway than anybody else in that company for sure or anywhere else in any company right now <laughs> Uh, I feel like if Dwayne, if Dwayne came out, I feel like Vince would be like, "All right, Dwayne, just go out there and don't, don't." Yeah, don't but the, the, the thing with Dwayne, he's not going to go down the certain roads that MJF goes down. Face. But it's because he's a face. If he was a heel, there may be more le- leeway. But he's a face, and he, he's not going to. He doesn't need to go that route either. So was this on Dynamite two heel, days ago? Yes, and no, yeah. Dyn- yeah, Dynamite three days yeah. ago. Three days ago. Yeah. Once a night. Um, let me see if I can. F- like, I'd like to hear a little bit of it. I don't think the show was. I thought the show was average this week. I thought that the dynamite was average. So they did. Yeah, they did. It's, it's going to be for a while. They did. They did have Nakazawa dressed up as a big baby, and it said "Baby" on it. 
Yeah, they did that, do that. That was funny. That, I saw that little, and little funny nod. As the marshmallow man. All right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop sharing for a second because I want to find a like a really funny part. Oh, he's gonna skim through it. Let's yeah, I it. am. <laughs> and he does good. He he definitely. Man, no other company will allow him to say the shit he says right now at all. They'd be like, you, you need to pump the brakes, bro. I know. I couldn't, believe, they let him, I couldn't believe a week ago they let him tell Sting, I'm going to put you in a wheelchair like your friend Lex Luger. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> they definitely went there with some of that stuff. And like, Co- Cody, Cody cut a promo the other day at Pat, and he was like, Basically, I felt like it was a shoot. He was like, I know you guys want me to turn heel, but I'm not going to turn heel. Like, he was basically talking about that in his promo. I'm not taking the easy way out. Yes. Or taking the easy route. Easy way out. Find anything good yet? You still looking? No, I found something good here. <laughs> this is this is what heel wrestling, this is what heel promos need to be. Um, and I, and yeah. I only seen like, I only listened to like 15, 20 seconds of this, but, uh, That's this is, yeah, <laughs> this, he's, he's the best guy in, in wrestling on the mic right now. Like I, I'll take him over anybody right now. And that's pinning shoulders on. Let me go back. You just got to see me do what I do best. And that's pinning shoulders on. This is awesome. And banging rats. Like what? <laughs> to skip the second part this week since I'd rather shove my junk in a blender than go anywhere near your disgusting fat women. <laughs> that is that is unbelievable. You know, I, I don't think he's going to get a Christmas bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather oh my shove God. my junk in a blender. Like, that's and just... he like, I don't Whenever, like, I think on ramp, but I don't even know. They didn't necessarily say he was going to be on either. So I'm like, bonus, MJF with the microphone. Like, that's like bonus. If you get MJF with the microphone, that you're guaranteed entertainment there. Yeah, that was funny. Holy yeah, moly. yeah, his promos are. Oof. He's 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 got his finger. He's got his finger on the pulse with promo work for sure. Like he's. Right. And I mean, we're not going to see those kind of promos in <laughs> WWE because uh-uh. it's just not that time. And it's it's not that way kids. anymore. Nope, too many kids. But it, WWE could do heel promos and shit on places, so to say, and say some things that would get the crowd pissed off without having to be disgusting or foul about it. Like, there's ways to do it. They just, they don't. Like you very rarely hear it. Mm-hmm. You just not you know, that often. You got to insult, like, and it sucks because you got to insult the the sports team. You got to say how dumpy the town is that you're the city that you're in. You got to say something about the, the 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 how the people themselves. Like, yeah, but you know, WWE won't do it because they don't want to. They don't want anybody to come back and say that's not right. You shouldn't say that about people. We're gonna we're gonna cancel you. You know well, they, Jeremy, don't, they don't want any of that talk. Nothing. What I'd like Jeremy, to have right now is for all of you fat, out of shape, 
Pennsylvania pissants. Keep the noise down while I take my robe off and give you a good look at the next World Wrestling Federation I just, champion. I just sent you something, Jeremy. I sent all you guys something. If you want to throw that up, it's that's an it's an interesting little one. It's like one of those things where you have to pick from something. But uh, the, also, also the, the funny thing uh, you mentioned that, Jeremy, um, somebody did either like complain or sue or something back in the day when Rick Rude was cutting those promos. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember what city or town it was, but just to like we're on the safe side or something. Um, like whenever they returned to that city, he would like he, he would tone it down. He wouldn't go quite as far with uh, with uh, some of the stuff that he said. So just you know to say so, like you know, people getting like offended at things isn't just like something that's happened like like the last like five years or whatever. So. You get the picture, Jeremy. Uh, yes, I gotta I gotta figure a way to bring it up on. I mean, I sent it to Joe too. So yeah. That game is now done. Is pretty much over. Penn State will lose. Ohio State shall win. Where did you send it to me at? On. I thought I sent it in the group thing. The you group did. chat. I thought I texted it. Uh, the only thing I see is the Ohio State band trolling. I saw something come through my phone, but doing this on my phone, so. I really I'm airdropping it to myself. I got it. I got yes. Yeah, the transfer. It's a to my laptop. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I actually okay. just saw this today. I just saw this today. So I think the biggest thing with AEW right now is I need to get certain feuds put together, and I have all these random people wrestling each other. Yeah, it, it does seem a little a little bit too much. Like it's it's like random stuff from week to week because. And I almost say this because it's like they don't have pay-per-views, which is also probably for the best, but it, it does seem like that, yeah, they're not, I, I don't know, they're not like fully right. there. There we go. Now we can see this better. I mean, they have, you know, a, a couple here and there, but they need to get some more stuff to find. Wow. What is this? So I would take, one to WWE, fire so one, would, erase one from history. Yeah. So I would, I would take, Adam Cole's already been in WWE, and I don't want them to ruin Kenny. I do like Darby, but I would bring Darby there because they're going to ruin whoever they take. I would fire him, yeah. and I would eliminate Austin. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Well, that I knew it was coming. Um, I would I would bring Omega to WWE just to see what it would be like. Probably wouldn't be great, but I, I would just be curious. Um. I know I would, you're on fire. <laughs> I, I would fire Rollins because I find him just so thoroughly annoying right now. <laughs> and erasing one from history. Well, the one that's that that's you, hard. The one the one that you would erase that would have like the least impact uh on you know the uh the space time continuum in, if you will, is uh <laughs> is uh is definitely the son in law, so yeah. Yeah, that's that. I mean, I can say, I, I guess bring Darby, and I would fire Roman. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I don't think that. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I just uh, I've been indifferent like towards Roman for a long time. He is the he's best like thing the... he has right now. I, yeah, I, I'm not just gonna say he's not, but I've been indifferent from him probably since he's since the the breakup of the Shield. I've been indifferent about him. Uh, and to race, oof, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say Triple H because the other two, in my personal opinion, just had way more impact on overall wrestling. They did. I just, I just uh, we know your opinion of Austin. <laughs> uh, I guess, fuck. I'd fire Edge. Makes more sense. He's at the end of his career. Right. That's that's my main reason because he's fifty. Whatever. Um, well, that's also why I wouldn't fire Edge is because he's towards the end of his career and he can't really have that much longer to go anyway. So he'll just retire. <laughs> um, bring to WWE. Oh Christ. Ew, um, I guess Omega. I just think he has a better upset. He's, he's no, he, better he does, but that's, than Darby. that's why they want him in WWE because they're going to ruin him. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a whole other topic. Uh, you ruin everything you touch. You raised one for me. Who shall I pick for this one? <sighs> uh, I'll erase Triple H. He's the logical choice in that one. I mean, I'm not trying to like you know pick on the guy, but again, when when you think about like the history of wrestling, who had the biggest impact and everything, um, and, and who was like like really truly like some of those like like important figures. I mean, there's not a lot of positive with Triple H for that because there is that perception that you know there was that long period where it was you know the Triple H show to the detriment of several other guys on the roster and everything. So it's like in a lot of ways, you know, he was like, he was the hanger on who somehow parlayed that into becoming like the focus of the show, but he was never the guy that I think people were like necessarily like paying their money to see, you know? So Pat, can you please explain to me why Seth Rollins is, a, B, C, and D with what's wrong with WWE? Because I turned Raw on the other night and he was giving a promo. Which was fantastic, by the way. I, I thought the promo was shit because I thought it was just what the fuck is he doing? It's just all over the place. It's like if, if he's if he's still doing this Messiah thing, I don't know if he's trying to do somebody who's like fucking schizo. I, I don't know. It's just, it, it seems kind of poorly defined. And I guess it, it's, it's really probably mostly the, uh, um, you know, like the, the, the creative team's fault and everything more so than him. But he's just, I also don't find him all that interesting in between the ropes anymore either. It's like, I know he'll go out there and he'll work a good match, but, Mm -hmm. I don't think he's like, I'm not so sure anymore that he's capable of like putting on spectacular matches or having like great matches with everybody he works with. Kind of thing. I just, he was, he was just in the hell in the cell match, which was arguably the best WWE match of the year. That was like a week and a half ago. Yeah, I know, but I, 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 I refuse to watch that match. So 
Um, that's a problem for me. That's an example. Like he's he's been in all his matches with Edge were really good, and he's like he's one of the five best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion, right now. Like easily, he's in the top five in the ring. I, I so. don't know. Again, it's just there's just something like I just I'm like I'm not feeling it with him. I'm not like connecting with him and like a lot of ways i feel like he's triple h circa 2003 right now it just i'm just like eh, this guy I, I don't know it's just and he's really good on and he's I, I, really, really, I, I can't really i can't i can't really explain it it's just I, I don't know i just i'm not finding him incredibly interesting all right it's hard for some people it is i'm all right i i can see where he's a little off the wall and kind of craziness but um, I'm I'm digging it for now. I mean, it was funny. When, it was funny when Kevin be, called him Corella Deville the other night. That was funny. <laughs> he does need to be put in programs with people who can. I mean, Edge is towards the end of his career, and the whole Ray Mysterio and Dominic thing played out way too long. I think he does need to be in some programs with some people wow. who can actually go go. I uh, I mean, he put him. They put him in a program with Big E, and I. I, he's iffy to me. So. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be, you know, it needs to get back in the in, in a program with someone who can go at his level too. I mean, Biggie's fine in the ring; he can work with his ass off. But WWE, we'll WWE is, you know what? They're doing a really, really good job with Roman and the Paul Heyman shit. This slow burn with Paul Heyman, where he's going to go back with Brock probably at WrestleMania. They're doing a really good job of the slow burn with this because the other night when last night when that girl interviewed him and he was just like started talking about Brock and got all excited and then was like, oh, but the tribal chief, it was like he like was playing like he forgot that he was supposed to be talking about Roman and he started talking about Brock Lesnar. So it's the best story they have. It is the best story they have right now. Everything it's, else it's, is very mediocre. Slow build. And it's, it's a little a, vanilla. Yes, it's going to be yeah, a slow build to WrestleMania. We're not getting Brock Roman until probably WrestleMania. <laughs> Again, they're probably and it's not funny, like, it. Brock's in the ring holding the belt, and you hear, like, I didn't hear what he said at first, but then I, like, I watched the replay, and it's like, he's like, I'm going to beat you at Mania or something like that. He, like, he, he referenced WrestleMania. I was like, oh, God, okay. And, and he you, got... You know where it's got, going. He got fined a million dollars <laughs> by Adam Pierce yesterday. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He was fined $1 million. Yes, Nicole actually said he, Adam Pierce should have done that when he said it. So they were like, this is a monumental fine. We've never fined somebody this much ever. The fake fine, but yeah, we'll take yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, YB, he gets paid $10 million a year to do his part-time shit. So yeah, he can afford it. Yeah, so we're not going to see him until the Rumble. We'll probably see him at the Rumble. And right yep. now, they don't have a pay-per-view announced in between the Rumble and WrestleMania. They don't. They they haven't announced anything yet. They probably will, but they don't have. I actually hope they don't. I'd rather not have a pay-per-view between Rumble and Mania. Have we have, used the, the way, shows to build storylines for Mania at that point? By the way, speaking of pay-per-views, we have um, our. Uh, pay-per-view coming up for in a couple weeks that it right which is survivor series have we confirmed a special guest for that day for our watch party we don't know yet because it depends on his work schedule but it's possible 
Well, we've got to tell that punk ass mofo to make sure he's off. Well, he just, the problem is he just started a new job though. I know. You know, it's harder when you just start a new job. So, but he wants to, like I I ran it by him and he said, if he's going to be around then. So more to come get uh, fans on whether we will have a special guest for our watch party, which will be of course on Facebook live uh, for the survivor series. And with that being train wreck, yeah, which wreck. is going to probably be a train wreck as most WWE pay-per-views are. But I think it's time to it's time. Do... It's <laughs> I should get that. I got to get that one. Yeah. See, yes. every time we do a podcast, I get more thoughts for sound bites. Oh, That's you want me to put my poll up? All right, let's put our poll up. Who what? has the better hair? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> What is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, my hair was oh, just recently yeah. done, so it looks beautiful. Good. Mm. Uh, nice and short, buddy. <laughs> I voted for that. Okay, yeah, let's see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm voting for the obvious choice here. Let's see. How do I we vote? Wait a where, Yeah, where, where can you vote? <laughs> it doesn't give you the option to vote. Screen. It popped up on my screen. I just touched Pat and hit submit. Oh, you, you you voted for me? Yeah. What the hell? I can't vote. I don't know how to vote. Maybe it's because vote. I'm sharing. Maybe let me stop sharing. Maybe I can. I voted. I voted, of course, for the person who has the most hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was messing around because we always joke around about hair. You guys with short. He dies it though, so he he dies it. <gasps> no, you <gasps> don't. He dies it. Scandal. <laughs> who dies their hair? I haven't dyed my hair in years. Uh, yeah, it doesn't let me. Yeah, I can't. I guess it's because we're the host. We're the hostess with the most. Yeah. and we can't. We yeah. can't. Yeah. I guess if we're the uh, host, I can't. We can't do that. The hero co-host. So you can't. Well, it's a 50-50 split. My vote would have been. My vote would have been for. Uh, no one, because we all have shitty hair. No, I'm just kidding. It was funny. I just wanted to randomly do that. You should do <laughs> some of that. You should throw some of like, come up with some of that stuff for Survivor Series. And they can be objective questions, too, like that. You should throw up, like, put four people up and say, you know, something wrestling. Obviously, they should be wrestling related that night. But if you can come up with more of those poll questions like that, those are interesting. I mean, actually, yeah. what I, I actually am going to use the poll thing for the Survivor Series. Personally, for okay. Me, well, here's the thing with the poll thing: um, our fans can't see it, <laughs> so we'd have to we'd have to put it like in Facebook. So that's that's how we'd have to do that. Because the best poll question already for sure would be who is the biggest piece of shit in wrestling right now? That would be my first. I'd be like, oh my be my God. first one. Of course you'd go there with that one. <laughs> Who's the POS of all time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys already know the answer to that for me. His name starts with a G. Who's the biggest piece of shit of all time? His name starts with a G. And it rhymes with Oldberg. <laughs> <laughs> with Oldberg. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't even have to think about that one. You're a piece of shit. You know that? what's the what's the opposite of gilberg (laughs) all right so we are going to move on to our mount rushmore of favorite theme songs 
for wrestling interests entrances of all time like our favorite of all time yes yeah so this is going to be fucking interesting we all sent our uh, for all our fans out there we all sent a list to joe so he's the only one that knows everybody's mount rushmore because we're going to do a little fun thing here we're going to play the entrance music for our mount rushmores now joe do you want us to actually say what they are or are you just going to play them and everybody's just got to know what they are or we can say uh, it after, but i think it's more fun if he plays them first and uh, i, I so think it's more fun i think it's more yes fun you have to share play. yep you're sharing what pat i think it's more fun if he plays them first yes yeah. play them and then we'll and then we'll say them if you don't know what they are now i'm gonna guess that aj will know all of these without even have to think about them um unless it's like something from like a you know a New Japan or some shit unless, like that that he doesn't I watch. Doubt, unless Pat hit some obscure garbage from like 1985. No, I don't I, think so. No. I almost threw. I'll, I'll be honest. Before we go into this, I almost put "I am a real American" on there on my on my top. I almost. I was I was thinking really hard about it because I loved that theme music as a kid. I, mean, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad. I, I don't think it's, it's it's not bad. So it's definitely something that if. I thought maybe somebody else could have that on their list. So <laughs> you will be surprised what is on this list and what is not on this list. Yes. Play that, I don't know. Play that, play that funky music, white boy. Uh, I will play the music and I am a white boy. So let's go. Um, <laughs> That's what I said. Play that funky music, white boy. All right. Who are you doing first here, Joe? Uh, well, I'm only doing one person. And that person's at work right now, so it all depends. I explain who am I doing right now. <laughs> I, I also Who's think, Mount Rushmore are you going to play first? There, Jack off. More fun if he doesn't. If he plays the music like all four of them, and we now nah, because I think we're gonna know who's who's. So no, so. you you might not. You might not. So I'm gonna start with this person. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh wait, I gotta I don't wanna talk. I just gotta click on you know play. Uh make sure the volume's good. All right, so then let's get this ball rolling. Do 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 do. Oh wait. Hold on, hold on. Slowly roll. <laughs> I forgot I have the songs in two different areas because the one area in Spotify didn't have all the songs, to be honest. <gasps> How dare really they surprise me? They're on Spotify. Uh, but I have them on YouTube, so it's all right. Always blaming your shortcomings on something else. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Now, hold on. I want to. Oh yeah, this one. Get rid of Pat your face. <laughs> yes, I'm uh, trying new facial expressions on this show tonight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Time out. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> call a fucking timeout. <laughs> yeah, I could call a timeout. God damn it. I forgot. Is this the, is this the mission game game? Are you out of timeouts and getting going to get penalized now for it? <laughs> what? Did I just pull Chris Weber? Yeah, is your name Chris Weber? <laughs> no, no. I, um, yeah, uh, that's not annoying, Pat. Shut the fuck I, up. <laughs> yes, it was the intermission music for Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> Um, let me stop my sharing real quick, so I'll make sure this is the right one. Yeah. Well, it looks like the good guys are winning in the baseball game right now, too. 
Yeah, there are back no to back homers. What, Pat? There are no good guys. Well, in the there's 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 bad guys and then okay guys, I guess. So the the bad guys aren't winning. <laughs> the bad guys. <laughs> it's awesome. We're sharing now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, round fans, two. he's got to figure it out now. Round two. Let's see. Round I think two. I think all of his are on here. So that Take one, two. that one, that one. Oh, so yours are this this person's is all okay. Yours is all on here. Okay. So um, okay, let's start with this one. Make sure it's loud and clear. Yeah. Three C's, my this is fantastic theme music. Three six mafia is on. Mark Henry instantly became cool when he came out that music. In the club. Actually, this this is good theme music. I, I, it is. I was I'm not, I was never that big a fan of Three Six Mafia, but that I was. Just right, remember so that's that, this. So that was just remember. That, just remember that three six mafia won an Academy Award before Martin Scorsese did for Hustle and I, Flow. I yeah, forgot whatever. that three six mafia did his music for that one. Yeah. Next on this list for this person. Wait, let me turn this one up really loud. Oh, okay. Just because. <laughs> just because. got to play the Warriors music loud. <laughs> Just because. And Pat's dancing, so I'm going to keep it going for a little bit. <laughs> shaking the head. I, guys, when I was... The, when I was... I may have told you guys this before. When I was married the first time, one of my friends up in New Hampshire, I think you, some of you guys met my friend Nathan, he asked me one time, he's like, before you have sex, do you dress up like the Ultimate Warrior and play his music and run into the room and take the bed? I hope you answer it truthfully. Yes. Um, the mask on. I, I can guarantee you there's been men in this world that have done, done that. Oh, yeah. That's not that yeah. Right. But it was hilarious when he asked me that question, guys. My face was like, wow, I don't even, I, I can't believe you even threw that out there. That's a good question, though. Just yes. like I can imagine, there's been guys who have dressed up like Ravishing Rick Rude and yes. performed that little stunt yes. in front of their bed before getting it on. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's if their you, other half decided them, not to get up go, and leave. Pat. That's how you hook them, Pat. <laughs> it's, it's basically like, hmm, I've never thought about that before, but now that you mention it. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, number three. Nice. It's going to some Well, I know whose list this isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know whose list this isn't. And the final one. If you smell what the rock is cooking. They had some dumb versions on here, so this is the one that was the best, the best audio one. I can believe it. All right. I feel like that's Jeremy's list. That is. 
You are correct. That is my list for sure. That Those are all solid, solid choices too, Jeremy. I don't really um, like Bert when he says burn it down in this music, but I like his music otherwise. That was weak rock music. Weak rock music. Well, I yeah. like the I love the original version. <laughs> well, that wasn't the original version. Yeah, you know, so on here the original the version w- is the nation version of the rock's music. Yeah, but uh, okay, with the original version of uh, his solo career, like not there, with anybody there, else. Well, it still isn't. Um, there was there was one version of rock music that, of course, stands above all others. Is cooking. Yes, the helicopter theme one. Yeah, the helicopter sure. one. Yeah, I fucking hate that one with the passion. And I like I like it. I, I was hate the waiting. helicopter one. I think it's fucking horrible. I was waiting for Matt to be like, what the fuck is with the Mark Henry music? <laughs> I like Mark Henry. But oh, I, I'll tell you what, when I like I, this was so hard for me, like doing this list of like this Mount is hard Rushmore, for me, too, because I have like 15. I just want to throw away. Well, yeah, one, I know. have 15. We all I had 15. I had 20. But yeah, I, I, I could have come up with 50. <laughs> right. Well, like, and it's hard for me because there were so many wrestlers that I like. But I don't necessarily like their yeah, theme music. Right. That was the hard part. I'm like, oh, I like John Cena, but I actually am sick of his theme music. I really don't like it anymore. Like, I'm like, I wanted to throw John Cena on there because I like him as a wrestler, but I'm like, no, his theme music annoys the shit out of me anymore. You know, I, when I was, I, I, I've never been a big fan of, uh, you know, the, my time is now. You know. The, when I was when I was actually talking to the other Pat the other day, we were talking about Mark Henry. And he, he, he came up and, and Pat was like, I, li- I liked Mark Henry. And I'm like, me too. I'm like, I, it's kind of bad. I don't like want to admit it necessarily. But I don't <laughs> like too. So, and Pat actually said, was there a person, he actually used Mark Henry as a good reference point as somebody whose career just started off miserably and he was able to turn it into a positive. And I said that Miz was the other person who was just absolutely awful at the beginning. <laughs> that was yeah, able where he's to... reaming off his wrist. Yes, the phone. <laughs> they were positive, but Mark Henry was pretty bad at the beginning. It was pretty bad for him. So, yeah. all right, yeah. what do we got next there, Joe? Ho 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 ho. Yeah, a little Jericho. Yeah, yeah. I almost picked this one too. Yeah, that's just that is. Uh, oh, where's the other one? Oh, there's the other one. You hear that? Yeah. Okay. Little edge. Really good. Really good music. And now it's louder. <laughs> yeah, the two different things. I don't know what the thing is. Um. Rock that down. I don't know whose list this yeah, is now. Where is this from? TNA. Yeah, TNA. TNA. Yeah, they uh, let him put the whole fucking show in there. <laughs> yeah. His, they his, blur, they bleached it out, but... <laughs> his... Yeah, they did a whole freaking show. Uh, his ECW stuff was okay, but I just... That was, that's the version so, I love the best. So, two, two, of your, two of your three so far, Joe, were actually on my friend Jay's list also. He picked 
Jericho and RVDs on his list. <laughs> good, good. Who do you think and I picked this last one? Oh, I wonder. The cult of personality could be coming. Uh, I'm gonna say no because that's too obvious. It's too obvious. <laughs> too obvious. Cult of personality is coming. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I could pick I Walk Alone. <laughs> you could, which Jay actually said he likes Batista's music too. <laughs> yeah, because that was number one. Or I can just go, you know, a real American. <laughs> <laughs> which I actually did it. No. It's, it's CM Punk's music. To be, to be honest with you, it was between his or AJ's because AJ Styles is not made by a rock band like Punk's is. And CM Punk's music is fan is awesome. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, and the other one too is is um, Triple H's old music by um, Motorhead. Uh, yeah, the bit. yeah Motorhead. Time to play the game. That one. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a, a favorite of mine. Well, they did all, they did hit they did they did all his music. They did King of Kings. They did yeah. Motorhead. Yeah, he's a big uh, Motorhead fan. He's a big Lemmy fan. Yeah, Motorhead's a good group. I feel like me and Pat's list. There's going to be a lot of disparity, so it's probably not going to be hard to figure out these two. I just feel like <laughs> there's disparity on these. Two. I think we're, I think we might be surprised at what Pat puts on there. I think I'm okay. going to be very surprised. It ought to be interesting. So I saw Pat's list. And uh, my list isn't really that much of a I, surprise. I think maybe two of them. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. What about mine, Joe? You would would you have said mine? It's pretty. I felt like mine's pretty obvious, personally. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah, ages is obvious. Okay, well, let's, well, you got I can play one of his songs. You'll know who it is. Let's let's yeah. hear so. the next four. No, I don't recognize <laughs> this. Yes, you do. <laughs> the Freebirds. Uh. This is old classic rock shit too. This is this is good stuff from back then. Now, now I hear it now. I, I <laughs> it's such a old, like I you're talking. I never watched really ever watched that except for like clips. So I never caught their music. That was the that's like the original wrestling theme music in a lot of ways. I think it was yeah. like the first yeah. time that you know Bad Street USA. The song was composed specifically to be you know an entrance theme and everything. Of course, Michael Hayes is uh, as a vocalist is about as good as Chris Jericho is. You know, not good. Oh, oh, <laughs> Jericho's oh, not terrible, no, but no, no. Try, he should stop He's trying to pass bad. him. He should stop trying to pass himself off as a rock star. Yeah, well, that's just it. He sells a lot of records too, by the way. Yes, a lot of wrestling him. fans love his music. Yes, well, yeah. uh, a lot of people in the UK, a lot of people in the UK like his music. Not, not. Oh, he's famous like Des- David Hasselhoff. Yeah, <laughs> Fozzy is bigger over there than they are here by far. He's in every single book of his. He talks about how Fozzy's way more popular in the UK than they are here. Which just further goes to prove my point. Germans love David Hasselhoff. 
<laughs> but no, Jericho and Hayes, they, they, they both How think come I feel like Joe's Hayes shaking his head because he's got a Fozzie album? <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. Shh, don't continue. Continue, Joe. With, with, we already know whose list this is, so continue. Now, there's no doubt about it. I, this is a good theme music too, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm not. I was not ever really there on that one. So, do you know who it is yet, Jeremy? No. Oh, you didn't hear the voice in the beginning. No. Trust me, that's all I could hear, but I couldn't tell whose voice it was. He brings a reptile to the ring here. Oh, okay. Snake. <laughs> okay, snake. When, when 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 Jake turned heel in 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 1991, that was like the the new music they gave him, which it was, it was his old music, um, slowed down, and it was actually then pushed to the background, and then they put like that newer stuff up on top of it. So it was you know it was you know so it was slow and dark and brooding and creepy and everything. So because yeah, it's like I feel too many times when they when they switch somebody face heel. They don't appropriately change their music. Like like Becky, since she turned heel, shouldn't be using the same music as from when she was, you know, from before. They should have given her new music and everything. Because it's like that music doesn't, it's not heelish. So um I, like, I, I'm just gonna say this right now. I I and I'm not don't mean it, but John Moxley right now is the walking image of somebody who they put music with that does not fit his character. The wild thing, that music is corny and, and it does not fit John Moxley's character at all. Like his, oh, he's, supposed to, he's supposed to be crazy and unhinged and everything. So, but, but that right. music is not really that kind of music though. That music's not, that's not, it's not really that kind of, he's about to turn heel here. So that music's not going to fit at all in it when no. he turns heel. <laughs> no, we'll have to change it then. Definitely, All definitely. right. What's uh, Darth Pat's next two? Definitely, definitely. The perfect one. The, nobody. <laughs> I don't think anybody. Nobody. There was no overlap then. Um. No, so there's no overlap. And that's the last one. Interesting. Which is my favorite one in the Really? The brood? One of Jay's This is This one surprised me for Darth Bat. It's good music, though. Uh-huh, yeah. I freely I, I admit I was going to pick the Edge and Christian music. But then I just said, you know what? I actually like the Brood's music better. Because again, I, I like how it's like dark and foreboding and everything. Hey, of course, you know, the entrance was cool. Pat, so Pat, Pat picked one theme that was almost from 2000. So <laughs> yeah, you know, that was the thing too. I was like, I was like, you know, Pat is an, Darth Pat is an old soul. 
Yeah. I didn't pick anything. I didn't pick anything before like 1997. Uh, yeah. And I that doesn't surprise us. <laughs> for, for me, nope. though, it was like, like I said, I, I could probably come up with like 50 songs. Yeah. And for yeah. Mount Rushmore, I, I could probably like classify them in, in different ways and shit. But it was like, I didn't want to pick anything that I felt like wasn't like composed as a wrestling theme. So that meant like I wasn't going to pick. CM Punk's music and I wasn't going to pick Booker T's or the NWO's or stuff like that um you know so like that was one thing and like uh, like you know like I said there's just all kinds of ways you could slice them dice them and come up with it with a ton of lists but I don't know I, I just kind of feel like ever since Jim Johnston left the WWE I just I haven't been enamored really of too much of their their theme music because I feel like too many of them sound similar in some ways like they're not they're not distinctive enough and they're just i i don't know i just i don't feel like enough of them really grab me enough i will say that seth does definitely have one of the better you know current theme musics because that one is one that like when you hear it it does you know kind of grab you and it has you know a different you know beginning to it and everything but yeah like i said i, I feel like a lot of the current music is kind of shitty except for the cfo stuff so well, I, CFO, I think it doesn't even work with the company. No, he doesn't. Yeah. But he was he was the NXT guy in the NXT mm -hmm. prompt. He was making all those theme musics like Finn mm -hmm. Balor and some of those ones. Like, I don't want to give away the ones that are because the there are CFO musics on my list. <laughs> so uh, see, see, like Balor's Balor's music is like just trying to think kind of like real quickly, like maybe he's like stuff from this been like from they say the past five to ten years that I do. Like I like Balor's, I like Samoa Joe's in WWE. I, I like styles um you know the shield music was good um yeah those are the ones i can really kind of think of like without like ha having to think very hard about it like like oh i know i like those ones yeah so. all right hit us with aj's list there joe you want to guess what one of them is um i'm gonna go <laughs> the good scene of music. <laughs> yes, indeed. Basic Thugonomics. Word life. I thought you I did think about this one, but then I thought that you would probably pick it. So yes. I, that was another thing. I wanted to try to pick stuff that I didn't think anybody else would pick. That one I could not pick. I had to pick that one because I've liked that music since the first time I heard it. So, And then mm -hmm. he came out with the other music like jeremy said that they've beaten into our heads and i don't like nobody likes that music anymore for cena <laughs> da, 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 da. I, think, I think every wrestling fan can sing that theme music and, not, oh, and not and not in a good way guys my cousin my cousin's the band director at rocky river and he he was telling me and zach one day when he was over here he said you know sometimes kids and my cousin can play like 10 different instruments so he said kids would request stuff, and John Cena's music was regularly requested by kids for him to play. Wow. Of course. That's, <laughs> that's, that's WWE's that's, goal. Yeah. All right. Well, see, Next. It's, Next. It's, also very, it's also very repetitive, so you can kind of play that kind of easily. Yeah. Which is, this might not be the right version you want in that, but I was having trouble with versions on here, too. So this no, is the CFO one. This is another one from the I last five years that I, that, that I knew. This is I almost, almost yeah, thought I about really, this one. Yeah, this, is, this, this is another one from recent years that I do really like. So I'm glad I forgot to mention it. This, this is iconic. 
one of the best theme musics of all time for me. So, and, and most, most everybody I know thinks that music is fantastic. So it's a general, like everybody likes that music and that the first time he did an entrance at the, at that takeover with the guitar or the, with the violin guy, that's probably the best oh, yeah. entrance of all time I've seen in wrestling, like over all these other great, I'll take the violin, was awesome. violin for the first time. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's, it's also great just to watch. I was wondering if somebody was going to pick this, some DX music. NWO was my other one. I uh, that's a that was a close on my list too. I've always I've always liked this theme music too. It's never like I've always liked that one. It's day one too. It's it's one of the most iconic, I think, really. Break it down. That's all I want to do the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> crotch shot. <laughs> oh, all right, what's his last one? Let's take a wild guess. <laughs> Oh, I'm Adam Cole, baby. That's right. Not the, not the uh, new one. The his NXT one. What are you doing, sir? Make it sure. I thought he said. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, Beavis. Another. So, another te- so technically, it's not really Adam Cole's music. It's the Undisputed Era. Another iconic NXT music, like this. Yeah. No, that's a good one. As long as 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 good as Adam Cole's new music is, I don't know if it's ever. I don't know. He's never. And he even did an interview where he said he's been very lucky. And he said that he got an iconic music in NXT and he's already gotten an iconic music in AEW. He said it doesn't always work out that way for everybody. All right. So I, I want to put this out there to anybody who's listening or watching this, wherever you're catching it. Come to our Facebook page, leave a comment or go to YouTube and leave a comment and tell us what your favorite WWE, AEW, whatever entrance music, wherever you hear it, what is your favorite? Because we would like to know. I think that would be That's- really cool. If you're if you're into wrestling like we are, go leave a comment and tell us what your favorite wrestling entrance theme music is. That's cool that there was no overlap. That's no. really cool. There were no repeats. No, we had I, I kind of had a feeling there really wouldn't be, but nah, you never know. Basic Thugonomics was one and Cult of Personality because Pat like CM Punk. Like there were a couple that could have been. So. I was thinking maybe The Rock with me and in, in, in AJ. That was the only one. I, yeah, that one. I like DX's music better than The Rocks, though. So. Yeah. Too bad this wasn't a theme song for anybody. <laughs> I just joked with you guys. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I'm really glad nobody picked Shawn Michaels' theme music. I absolutely detest with all my heart that theme music his sexy boy but it's like cannot stand it he could have changed his he's another one that could have he never it never changed like oh besides adding sensational sherry screaming in his theme music and some other stuff yeah i was never a fan of that either i mean it was iconic for him in other ways but uh yeah that wasn't at least jeremy didn't pick the glass breaking so at least i didn't have to do that uh one. i couldn't <laughs> i just couldn't do it i like i thought about it. i'm like you know what it's just 
you know, you knew it was going to be Stone Cold, but the music itself wasn't very good. Like it wasn't like good theme music. The only thing that was cool about it was the fact that the glass broke. And then after that, it wasn't really anything special. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Did you say you wanted to hear this? <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 when you hear the glass, it's Vince's ass. I remember when he said that. Uh, that's funny. All right. Oh my goodness, what a great episode, gentlemen! That was fun. What a great episode, and what a way to end it with some really cool theme music and, and a really great uh, for Mount Rushmore. So, with that being said, we really want to thank everybody that tuned in today live on Facebook. We want to thank everybody that's going to either watch it on YouTube or listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Pandora. Uh, what else do we got out there? We've got uh, our iHeartRadio. We've got um, Spotify. No anymore. There's so many. Amazon more. Music. Wherever you're catching and listening to us, watching it, we just really appreciate it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we loved making this episode and, and talking about all the random stuff that we talked about. Um, catch us. We're trying to come to you guys every week and get these posts that I finally got caught up. So we're trying to get these posts every week so you have a weekly episode um, to listen to and to watch. And definitely catch us when we go live and we do our uh, watch party with hopefully a special guest that day uh, for the upcoming um, Survivor Series, which is their annual like Thanksgiving pay-per-view. So that'll be a lot of fun, as it always their, is. Their annual Thanksgiving train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> kind of true. It hasn't been I good for quite a few years. Cranberry sauce on the side, please. Thank you. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. We'll see who gonna, who's going to get the turkey legs and who's going to get a turkey thrown at them or some stuffing thrown at them because it usually happens every <laughs> pay-per-view for that. <laughs> Like they do these like matches where the champions fight the champions and they're not always that appealing. So no. So please join us for that. It'll be a lot of fun. That'll be on Facebook and easy to find for guys roundtable show on Facebook. Boom. You'll find us and boom. We'll be there right at the start of the show or probably actually a little bit before we might watch a little bit of pre-show. And you definitely want to tune in for that because we are going to be giving a t-shirt giveaway uh, it's going to be question based. We're just not sure exactly what the question is going to be. <laughs> and evidently, we're going to play the prices you right. <laughs> you said you were giving away something. So I had some game show theme music ready for it. Hey. So we'll definitely be giving away a shirt, probably two shirts. They're going to be four guys roundtable shirts. And uh, you're going to have to probably, we're going to have to at least tune in. You're going to have to at least participate in the conversation and we're going to have a question probably for you to answer at some point in time get the question right you get a t-shirt it's going to be pretty simple very easy but with that being said we want to say as always thank you for tuning in and have a um <laughs> what the hell i am losing my freaking mind we say good evening good morning good afternoon and we'll catch you on the next episode <laughs>